Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Live and Let's Dice. I am your fabulous Dungeon Master, Cody J. Hey. And of course, joining me as always are my friends as we play the game tonight. Uh, we are joined by Ozal the Wise, played by Zach. Hello. Uh, Burn Dawnbringer, played by Dean. Hello. <laughs> Marius Radari, played by Max. Good evening, everyone. And Stolos, the official canon Owlin in our group, played by Dini. Welcome back, everyone. All right. Um, last time we were on, we did a whole bunch of stuff. We were on the road. We finally made it to Velaki. Um, we had a run-in with the Smiling God. There were uh, three Vistani travelers that I all named Ian with different vowels. Uh, it was great, and we are finally at the town of Velaki, uh, wrapping up, hopefully, Irina Koliana's story of getting away from Strahd. Go ahead and roll the intro. Hear ye, and get ye hype, for tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity. Provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Ah, friend of the show, Devin Silva. Uh, Dean, are we sponsored? Heck yeah, we're sponsored. Guys, we want to thank our friends over at Wallace Scrabbit for sponsoring tonight's episode. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, and eBay under Water Scrapyard. They make 3D printed parts for hard to come by Kenner and Hasbro vehicles, as well as resin printed head sculpts of hundreds of characters from all over uh, the universe. If you don't see a character you want, on their Instagram, send them a message. He'll get a design printed and shipped right to your door for a reasonable fee. If you want an Ozol, you could get one made, guys. It's as simple as that. Head up Wattos today. Also, big shout out to Tukatri, Brenton, Abduello, and Joey Dahl in the comments right now watching live. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, our loyal fans. Um... James, unfortunately, playing uh, Tyrus, is not going to be with us tonight. Uh, he's got some family stuff going on and potentially welcoming a child into the world. So congratulations, James, if you're out there watching. Uh, we're rooting for you. Yay! Well, I mean, he's not really doing anything. It's his <laughs> beautiful wife welcoming yes. that beautiful baby to the world. But yeah. That is a very fair point, Zachary. All right. Here we go. You arrive to the somewhat dim town of Velaki. Uh, standing in front of you, of course, is the, the common palisade that you have seen throughout multiple towns. There are these whole oak uh, or pine trees that have been driven into the ground uh, with mortar betwixt them, sealed with pitch, held together by wood that kind of create this 15-foot high wall. You can make out different guards walking across in posts uh, as they kind of watch over the throng of people as they begin to enter the town uh, for the day. And it's about midday. The town does seem locked. Um, 
These guards are checking people's passes that you guys picked up last game, uh, kind of asking them about inventory and then greeting them through the entry gates. Uh, the old Slavich road kind of has meandered into this valley. You're surrounded by mountains on both sides and woods has become so normal to you in Barovia. And as you kind of get closer, standing in line, trying to figure out what you're going to do, you can see mounted on pikes outside the gate are these whole heads of what look like wolves and dire wolves uh, that have been mounted. There seems to be some maybe banners or posters that were once hanging that have kind of fallen um, as they're checked in. Who wants to go first tonight? Oh, actually. Just, just prior to this dungeon master yes. pardon. Uh, of course. We had been told that we had a couple of days along the road at 5th level, correct? Correct. So, I would like to cast uh, a couple castings of the message spell. A 3rd level spell that I just got access to. Of course. So, for those that do not know, message allows me to send a 25 word message to somebody. Uh, or sending, excuse me. Uh, is the spell sending. Uh, a 25-word message, uh, message to someone that is on the same plane of existence as me. As long as I know and recognize the sender, I can send them this uh, sentence. And if they can understand it, they're able to respond to me across any distance, even to other planes of existence. But the target is on a different plane. There's a 5% chance that it does not arrive. So over the next couple of days, I would like to have sent three sending uh, Cass to Ismark, Gertruda, and Madam Eva. To Ismark, I would like to say, Ismark, Marius, we are almost to Velaki. Strange men patrol the road, wearing masks, dragging prisoners to town. Is anyone missing? Please reply to message. Yes. Uh, you get the reply from Ismark, and he says... That is troubling news, Marius. We've had some strangers arrive and take over the church. Is this your doing? And I have not responded to him yet. The next message, or the sending I would cast, Gertruda, the young girl that uh, is missing from, from Mary in the, the village of Barovia. The message that I, I sent to her is, Gertruda, I'm Cleric Marius. Are you safe? Where are you? Mother's worried, asked me to find you. I have your doll. Please respond to message. Uh, yeah, so as you send it out, I like to picture in my head that you are not just sending these into the ether. Being that you are a cleric who, you know, divines celestial intent, uh, you know, has multiple rituals and prayers, you actually open yourself up and send, I mean, not a part of yourself, but the intent behind the spell is sent. Uh, on this plane of existence. As it sends out, unlike with Ismark, who came back with a you know familiar resonance in your mind as you uh, receive these magical text messages we joked about behind the screen, right? You get the spine chill of a lifetime as the voice that responds is not this sweet girl that you expected, but the very Dark Count himself, whose voice says, Well, 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 Marius. You've made quite a mess on the road. Thank you for killing those hags. And good luck in Falaki. That is quite disturbing. And only Marius can hear this? 
Correct. Correct. Okay. But that, I will inform everyone of my my messages or the sendings as they happen each day. The last one that I would send is to Madame Eva. Madame Eva, Marius, we encountered Morganta's windmill. They used children for pies. We burned it down. Bella escaped. Warn others and find Bella, please. Thanks. Uh, you get the uh, the dial tone. I'm sorry. Your call cannot be completed as you know desired. Please try again. Madame Eva is not on this plane of existence, so your spell fails. And that is all that I would have done on the road before arriving at Valaki. I also did one thing between uh, our daily travels, uh, which was tooth. Of course. Can we I remind everyone what that one. second? Okay. Uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I was like, let's. Uh, the first thing that I did was attune to the minor wand of lightning, which I received uh, from Morgantha's corpse at the windmill. And so now I'm able to use its magical abilities. Um, essentially, it's a, a thrice daily casting of the third level spell, Lightning Bolt. And then the second thing I did, Cody will tell me because I forgot. Uh, you summoned your brand new familiar. That's yes. Awesome. Yes, I'll show wanna, everyone the token. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So fill us in on the new powers. Uh, ooh, that's not it. What I needed to do. Um, let's see. Is it gonna load? So the Tressum is a a new familiar that I gain access to. I might need you to share it, Cody. It's not not working. Um, let me see. Uh, double click on the token itself. Shift shift click. So I don't know that I can share. Here, I'll share my screen because I can't. I didn't make a printout for it or a handout. Oh, maybe that's why. Uh, anyways, it looks like the token. If you zoom way in, you can see it. Uh, yeah. But it's this beautiful winged kind of cat. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, Ooh. it's basically Whoa. a cat with wings, uh, and has a lot of really neat special abilities. Uh, one of which, which is important, is it can uh, see invisible creatures. So that's really cool. Um, it also uh, is immune to poison, and it will go out of its way to uh, ensure that none of us are poisoned. Uh, and it also can fly, obviously, it has wings, so it's definitely going to be a neat creature for us to add to the um, the game. So, very excited for that. Go ahead and share my screen real quick, Zach. Uh, yep, I'm going to reload my screen while we're doing that. You're good. There we go. Oh. Yep, so that's the trussum there. It's... Uh, it's Vor has, has typically been an owl or a snake, so now at this point he is taking the form of this animal here. All right, and I'm still loading back in, so we'll just we can start right, playing. Can sure. Yeah, there we go. Um, still lost. Did you do anything on the road before we hop out? Um, as far as I know, uh, I haven't cast any spells, uh, but. Uh, right before getting to town, I would have liked to have cast a uh, Mask of Many Faces spell to disguise myself as a person. Yes. Um, you So in canon, typically you were an Aarakroka that was modeled after an owl uh, with kind of these beautiful horns. And that is still true, but thanks to the new D&D update, we have changed you from being uh, a flying owl person into being an from being an Aarakroka, excuse me, into being an Owlin. Um, which is a little bit more Owl in nature. 
Uh, you also are now considered a small creature, which comes with some benefits and some downfalls. <laughs> awesome. But yes, you turn yourself into just like a... Uh, do you change your height at all? Or go ahead and describe um, either the spell or what, what changes you're making to yourself. Okay, so um, let me pull up the spell real quick and read it. Uh, for our listeners who may not be familiar with... I got it up. You want me to read it? Great, yeah. You'd like? Yeah. Disguise self. You make yourself, including your clothes and armors, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends. Use your action to dismiss it. You can seem one foot taller or shorter. Uh, you can appear thin or fat or in between. You can change your body type so that you... So you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangements of your limbs. Otherwise, uh, that is the extent of the illusion. It's up to you. Um, these changes are wrought by the spell will fail, uh, and not hold up under physical inspection. For example, if you use the spell to add a hat when your outfit, objects pass through the hat and anyone who touches it would feel nothing, or it would feel like your head or hair. If you use the spell to appear thinner, you may, than you are the hand of someone who reaches out to touch you would bump you into, oh, excuse me, dry throat, uh, seemingly into midair. To discern that you are in a disguise, a creature can use the action to inspect your appearance and must succeed in intelligence, investigation, check against your DC spell save. And the duration is one hour, and you can do it at will now, thanks to your uh, warlock invocation. Awesome. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Abdulio says, a town filled with what appears to be cultists wearing smiling masks, whose entertainment appears watching an execution, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, in terms of the appearance of Stolas at this point, um, he's not, again, the greatest judge of what humans look like, but he goes with the most generic-looking person possible, maybe about a foot taller, about the same size and weight uh, you know, you know, and as I'm you might expect. I'm imagining when... <laughs> When in Disney's, uh, oh my God, I just forgot Robin Hood. When <laughs> when he, he he puts on like that bird mask and he's looking sticks. <laughs> yeah, he's just, it's like, just like this crude human esque kind of. I'm imagining Stolas transforming into a shorter version of his of his Tony, since you've been so in, entwined with my people. I uh, I picture Charles Boyle from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> I'm picturing like you know like in the cartoons when the kids like stand two kids tall and they're like wearing a trench coat, <laughs> a trench coat. and it looks like super goofy. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> oh, um, the fun the you... fun thing is that when it comes to D and D, all of you listening can imagine Stolas however you want. <laughs> exactly. About how ridiculous it might be. Uh, are you concealing your wings? I, I assume. Yeah, just so no one okay. thinks I'm a freak of nature. So I'm yeah, gonna try. Should... Stolas is gonna try his best to blend in and be as generic as possible. <laughs> That's legit. All right, um, let's get started. Yeah, Burn, you didn't have anything, did you, on the way? Nope. I learned oh. a couple things, but uh, that's for later on. Oh, <gasps> the attempt to. Uh, 
I'll attempt to hide my wings underneath my cloak, but otherwise I don't have uh, any magics to disguise myself. Oh, a little Harvey Birdman action, huh? All right. Um, for DM inspiration, who can tell me what their undercover document says about them? Their ruse. Oh. ruse. I am going to the library to work on scripts. But what is your official title according to this document? Mm-hmm. I think it was scroll, like a scroll writer. Okay. Stolas? Uh, I am here as a merchant. Yes. Damn inspiration to you. The word I was looking for, Ozal, was arcane scribe researcher. Oh, lame. Sorry, man. Uh, Burn is a hired sellsword. Taurus uh, is a baker from the Baking Guild, which is uh, kind of a pun on the Thieves Guild that we'll find out about later. And Marius is on clerical duties. Okay. Um, these people kind of filter in and out, uh, approaching the town. Uh, you can see that the, on either side of the gate, there are one guard on each side that each has a dog. that They're kind of sniffing people and, you know, asking them any questions like, hey, do you have any foreign fruit? It's like a, you know, advanced TSA. Um, this Vistani gentleman in front of you is turned away told that it is not market day as he is forced to leave and he will kind of wander off uh, after about 15 minutes you know why um <laughs> why is dick um what did you want zach i'm sorry oh the the name of the thing again just so i can have it on my notes which thing what was what was my oh, my document you the Arcane Scribe Researcher. Thank you very much. You're good. Uh, yeah, anyways, these commoners kind of filter in and out, and eventually either get through the gate or are turned away. Who wants to approach first? Actually, uh, since Taurus is not here, I will be conducting on his behalf. Taurus kind of looks at you and he's like, Guys, what if we went in one at a time as to not attract attention? Taurus Christian Bale. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, Taurus. Okay. Do you want to go first, Ozal, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'm going to blink the Tressum to the nether regions, and I will approach the gate. Yeah. Uh, the guard on your left, looking here, kind of holds out a sign, and he says, Papers. There you go. Yeah. He looks him over, um, kind of looks at you, and he's like, Arcane Scribe, what are you researching? We're researching many things. Um, different magical artifacts that we've seen in our travels. He nods, and he says, okay. Uh, you know the town rules, right? Of course. Go on through. Uh, he waves you in. As you pass through, the first gate kind of comes out with the uh, um, the portcullis, and then it closes you inside, you know, prisoner style, and the second one comes up and down. Uh, walking through, you can make out what looks like this area's captain, uh, as, you know, shown by the sash he's kind of wearing and uh, kind of directing orders, shouting at people. 
And atop uh, the horse, holding two prisoners on a chain, uh, is one of those inquisitors, the smiling god, who just kind of glares at you as you walk in, um, or at least kind of tracks your movements as you walk towards town. Who wants to go next? I'll oh, go. Oh, sorry. By all means, Brent. <laughs> I was mute. That was my bad. By all yeah, means, Brent, you go next. All right. You, you take Trundle up. Let's go, Trundle. I'm not wearing all your pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mounted on Trundle, you approach the gate and kind of the same thing. Uh, they ask for your papers. They kind of dig through the cart. Don't really find anything other than food, thankfully. Um, ask what your purpose is, and what do you say? Mad pass, please. Oh, my purpose. Uh, I'm a cell sword. We got a bright one. One of the guards says to the other one. <laughs> and they nod, hey, they say, yeah. <laughs> I'm big, not smart. <laughs> they both kind of chuckle. Uh, you know, the, the, on top of not only your normal being that you are rustic, rustically hospitable, and people just like you, right? right. But you're, you're kind of in, in league with these guys. They're dudes doing a job. It kind of sucks. Uh, they don't give you too much hassle. They just are like, hey, you know the rules, right? Of the town? Oh, yeah. I know the rules. You're sure? Because, you know, those, those guys aren't as nice as us. And he kind of nods his head back towards the Inquisitor sitting behind the gate as you kind of meet eyes with him who's on a horse uh, through the gates. I'm not either. He shrugs. All right, let him through. They let you through. And you pass over to the other side. Uh, Irina looks at you, Marius, and she says, I might I might go through on my own. Is that okay? By all, my lady. Please, continue on. If yeah. you believe it's your turn, take your turn. Uh, she walks up, approaches, hands her papers. You know, she's a native of Barovia. They don't give her too much of a hard time other than making some crass remarks at her, and she passes. Uh, the Inquisitors look at her, like, longer, Ozal, than what you have observed. Um, they watched you kind of walk down the road. They don't stop trailing her. And not in, like, a damn kind of way, but in a more of, like, a oh, shit, she's interesting kind of way. And she'll kind of walk towards you guys, towards the cart. I will go next, and after La Lady Katarina. Alright. Or Irina, excuse me. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Good day. I wish to enter the town of Valaki. I am a priest of the Night Mother. Here are my papers. They kind of look at you, and the they're a little awestruck and confused all at the same time. Um, they're like, uh, are you, are you Vistani? That is my birth, but I am also a priest. Here on official duties, here to see the temple within the town. Oh, oh yeah, you're, you're here for the renovations, right? Uh, that's why you're here? Sure. Yeah, well, we... <laughs> <laughs> Deception check. <laughs> sure. 
15. It's 15. Uh, yeah, they kind of shrug. They're like, yeah, uh, you can check in with the Inquisitor behind us. Uh, they, they kind of are heading the temple up right now. Uh, but yeah, we just finished renovations last week. Uh, the, the temple looks great. I know that we're expecting some more cleric uh, uh, hands. Uh, you know, praise Lathander and the Smiling God. May they smile and watch upon us. Uh, yeah, and they just kind of, they, they back off like flies. Not on poo. That's the opposite of that, though. That one. They, uh, they won't touch you with a 10-foot pole. They don't even check your stuff. They just let you through. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You get to the inside of the second gate, and the Inquisitor points at the captain, and he says, that one. And the Inquisitor looks down at you, and the captain will kind of step in front of you of this gate. He says, excuse me, sir. Hold. Yes. As you approach. What can I do for you? Are you carrying anything of a magical nature that could be harmful to the town? I am a magical person. I have several magical things with me, but they are part of my adventuring gear. They kind of look at each other a little bit uneasy. Okay, well, typical lodgings are at the Blue Water Inn, located towards the center of town. If you would please report to the Chapel of the Smiling God. The Grand Inquisitor would like a word with you. I can do that. Uh, must I go there first, or may I go and check into this Blue Water Inn? Find your lodgings, he kind of says, and then steps out of your way. Thank you. As I continue to walk. Stolas, you want to go? I do. Stolas, can you give me your best human voice? As if you were Stolas trying to impersonate a human. Oh yeah, because now all of a sudden he has lips, right? This just feels a yeah. weird. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello there, good sirs. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, they look up, like like down at you, and then kind of look at each other, and they're like, "State your purpose." I am a merchant. And where is your wagon? You have trade goods? Yes, my uh, sellsword went in before me. Oh. Deception. Deception. With advantage. With yep. advantage? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, where are you? Deception. There we go. 15. Perfect. Like, that's kind of weird that you were not with him, but... Okay. Yeah. Uh, Market Square, you can set up uh, between the hours of midday and just before dusk, and then you're required to pack up all things and either exit the city or find lodgings. Um, the other thing you can do is if you need a place to store your items, you can take them to... Ruffle, ruffle, ruffle... the stockyard where wagons other items can be stored should you want to thank you you're very helpful <laughs> uh they just kind of they're a little skeeved out but they let you through ha idiots <laughs> idiots <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> 
Uh, as you're saying that, Tyrus is kind of like quickly approaching you, and he's like, "Okay, Whew, I got this." He hands his papers out. Uh, the guards look at it, and just as the Inquisitor's eyes meet yours, he snaps his head towards Tyrus. And both of the guards, kind of looking at the papers, take a second, and one guard looks at the other, and you hear, Stop right there, criminal scum! These papers are forged! Uh, and Terrence is like, What? No, they're not forged, they just got wet. And uh, they, they begin to seize him, and then the archers on the wall, you hear two arms across the wall, as it kind of echoes across. Um... And he is taken into custody as a scene begins to break out. What do you guys do? Is anyone surprised that the elf got caught, though? <laughs> so still, still as you snickle. I'll whisper to Lady Irina, <laughs> you should head to the Blue Water Inn. We'll catch up with you later. Uh, she looks at you and she's like, I don't know. We... We should just probably let it go, are you sure? He'll be fine, right? He can... He has skills. We don't know the laws of this town, or at least I don't. We should find out what he is per... What crime he has committed. But... If we were to interfere now, I fear we would start something we could not back down from. Uh, I agree. I'll head to the end. What are you going to do? Let's get everyone else and discuss. Quickly, what are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. We need to regroup and figure out how to get him out of this. We don't even know where they're going to take him. Maybe we can observe. Ozo, you're time. wise. What say you? <laughs> um... Can I cast Minor Illusion on the document to make it look like a real document? I imagine it, it looks real, so I don't understand why they... It's supposed to be an identical copy, right, Cody? Yes. So, Ozal, the only issue I potentially have with that is that you went through first. So you, okay. at this point, are decently far away. Uh, so I wouldn't have heard this happen. Uh, it's not that. It's that it's happening so rapidly that your chance to really take an action has kind of passed if that makes sense like you see like Stolas come through you guys are kind of trying to blend in and be normal and by the time he's there being able to pass an illusion off that far and with how much attention he's gathered you don't think it's going to be possible okay so I mean can you describe the scene like he's in cuffs or like what what's happening to oh yeah here let me jump back a, jump back a page Uh, yes. So at this point, um, anyone outside the gate has kind of ran away. These guards have flanked over with crossbows. This guard has approached. The guard captain has come all the way through with his dog. This dog is here. This is the guy taking the papers. And the Inquisitor has dismounted and is, like, kind of shouting orders. Um... Telling him, this one, take him to the chapel. He can be detained there. I'm sure the Grand Inquisitor will have words for him for breaking laws in our town. Are we in earshot of this? Oh, yeah. 
I mean, if you guys are only that far away on the map, then yeah. Uh, also, the back portcullis gate has been closed. And as you hear that, you can hear the cry of two arms kind of travel down the palisade walls. Um, people in the houses, uh, uh, kind of along where you're at, begin to kind of shuffle their kids and stuff inside. And you can probably presume that the, the, the call of two arms is summoning other guards to your location or other inquisitors. You're not quite sure. Burn. They're taking him to the chapel. Maybe we can rendezvous with him there. Alright, let's try that. And we will continue on our way into town. Okay. Uh, Tyrus is seized, put in irons. They begin to like kind of strip him of his weapons and his cloak and his bag and all that kind of thing uh, as they shackle him. And two of the guards will begin to escort him and add him kind of to the chain gang of the Inquisitor's um, horse. I have been commanded to go to the Grand Inquisitor later today anyways. Maybe we can go together and figure out what is going on with, with Taurus. All right. Um, as you head through the town, kind of head towards the what you presume is the town square, you can make out posters. Um, it seems like one after another, they have been put up on the same sides of the walls, and there are several layers, uh, some nailed, some that have been put in pitch, and essentially they all say the same thing. Come one, come all. It's the greatest celebration of the year. This one specifically is talking about a festival that is upcoming called the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Uh, it says the audience is mandatory, uh, and it doesn't matter whether it's rain or shine. All will be there. The Baron. And you think, kind of back to your, to your own head, each of you, uh, this is one of the festivals that the Goblin on the Road that you guys bought those permits from to get it into certain sections of the town was talking about. That sounds like some kind of party. Aye, it does. Okay, uh, this is the town of Vlaki. You guys are entering on the bottom right, uh, the East Gate, otherwise known as the Morning Gate, or the Morning Gate, like to be sad. Uh, as you kind of hear it commonly referred to as these guards are running past you, to the morning gate! Um, yeah, uh, this town itself is equipped with a couple things that some of the other towns haven't been with, being these little colored circles, uh, each of them being some extra shops that you guys can check out at some point if you want to. Um, but yeah, you guys are headed to the center of town, to this location, the Blue Water Inn. Marius, are you going to the inn first and then to the chapel, or are you going elsewhere? Uh, I think we should uh, secure a room for Lady Irina uh, beforehand. We also okay. must find lodgings for Trundle. Uh, yeah. Right as well. Um, amongst these posters that we've seen along town, have we seen any other notices posted? Some, maybe rules of the town that we neglected to get from the, the gatekeepers? Uh, that is a really good question, Max. Um, give me 
either investigation or perception check, and I will give you some context clues. It's 15 for Marius, 15 for Stolas. I would uh, like to do a perception check then. Okay. Perception is actually... Sorry, I have advantage on perception, so it's supposed to be... Mine was a 9. 26. Nice. 9 from Ozol. Uh, Yeah. You, I will say Stolas and Marius kind of pick up on the same things. Um, man, how to describe it? You make out, as you get closer to this the town circle, uh, or center, there are stocks, uh, like the medieval one where you have your head and your hands through it, right? Um, that chain gang that came through, you can see that actually in the center of town right now, um, they are being loaded into several stocks. Uh, these prisoners. They are donkey masks being put on their head. Um, you're not quite sure what that's about, even though you have a really good perception check. I'd love to give you more on that, but that's kind of something that you'd have to ask around about. But what you can make out is that on the other side of the stocks, uh, put into post in the center of the square is this man who has been chained to a post. Uh, he's on his knees, his arms are chained behind his back, his legs are chained behind his back, and so is his neck, and he's looking up. And then on each side of his mouth, there are hooks that are being pulled back. And every time he moves his head down, or his head sags from exhaustion, it pulls his mouth into a smile. Uh, and then posted, nailed literally to his chest, is a piece of parchment of his uh, decree that said, I refused to smile at the festival. Smiling is an offense against our god. Happiness is the only way we will ascend. The Baron. I whisper to the others, this is this is horrible. These poor people. There's something very wrong here. I agree. Irina will take the mentions they should you know. All I ever wanted to do was leave Borovia after Strahd would never leave me alone. Night after night coming for me. The memories I have are somewhat fuzzy and being bitten, being an outcast, but here almost seems worse in some ways. Is there, um, we're seeing this person that, can you ping where this is happening, where this person's at? Yeah, so it's kind of more like right at the crossroads right here. And is he surrounded by guards, or is he just in the middle of the city? Uh, yeah, he's just chained to them. Like, literally, there's, like, a precipice, and he's okay. chained to it on his knees. Um, there are guards and inquisitors offloading several others into the stocks. Um, the, uh, not super great. Is this where we believe they're taking Terrace, or... You don't Probably he hasn't so. been sentenced yet. Yeah, okay. No. Let's uh, let's I find. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, let's find the tavern also and find someone that's knowledgeable about this place. We are arrogant to their ways and should educate ourselves before proceeding further. The lower profile we can maintain, the better. I agree. I believe that eventually we can help these people, but now is not the time. Of course. Uh, one other thing you make out, uh, other than this horrific sight being held in the town square. Oh, I am so sorry. Uh, it is actually down here. It's the town square. That was all. My apologies. Okay. 
Um, as you are heading up the road, going this way, north, towards the Blue Water Inn, which is this building, um, a couple things stand out to you specifically. Um, being that you're not really in tune with what's happening in the streets or like context clues, you're kind of just trying to make it. You can make out that the church, St. Andrew's Church, uh, way over, uh, looks like the newest building. Uh, Barovia, in general, kind of has that dilapidated um, feel to it, uh, with just the theme of this campaign in general. But you can see heavy score marks in the ground where wagons laden with stone have come through. Um, and the church itself seems to be shining among the hill. And that'll be over here. Give you a little something for a narrative success, huh? Okay. Good, so that's where we can go later, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you approach the Blue Water Inn. Uh, kind of gray smoke snakes its way up out of the chimney. Uh, it's this big two-story wooden building. Uh, it has a stone foundation, kind of a slagged tile roof. Uh, perched upon are several ravens. Uh, a painted sign hanging above it. The entranceway has kind of this depiction of a blue waterfall on it that says the Blue Water Inn. And we will go all the way down and to the right. Can you set the... Uh the mood for us here is it day is it night is it raining like what's yeah thanks ozone a uh, couple things uh as you approach the this inn is a little bit cozier than most of the other inns it's actually very very nice compared to where you had stayed last time uh at the blood of the vine tavern um it's got kind of a picket fence around it. It's getting closer to evening. You guys traveled a half day, so you know noon has passed. You had to stand in line for a couple hours. We're getting to that 2 to 3 p.m. kind of point. Um, as you are inside, or uh, outside of it, you feel more comforted than you normally would in a place like this. Uh, the fire's crackling, and there seems to be some friendly faces just kind of hanging out in the tavern itself. How do you approach? Hello. My friends and I need some lodging. Who may okay. I speak to regarding this? Uh, kind of a older woman from behind the bar will kind of look up towards you and she says, Ah, come in. Come in. What brings you to Velaki? I am here to uh, research different arcane scribes and my friends ah. all have various tasks and then I'll point to Stolas hello yes I am here to buy and Sorry. sell goods okay I'll gesture Marius? to burn Marius I'm a cell sword. Point me in the direction of who would need one for hire. She kind of nods and then looks towards, uh, yeah, burn, cell sword. She says, yeah, 
we have runes. They are 10 gold a night. That is included in meal. We also have um, a very, very wonderful minstrel who comes. His name is Rictavio. A wonderful man. He's a what? A wonderful man. No, a, a minstrel? A minstrel. Yes. He's a bard. He, he performs and oh, does songs. Okay. I'm gonna he say only that's comes canon. once a month. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Toss a coin to your Witcher, huh? You know? Okay. Uh, uh yeah. Can I? And uh... she, uh, she will take a moment to inter- introduce herself as Danica. Uh, she is one of the owners of the tavern. She now, says, Cody, Come, these, take a seat. These rooms, mm-hmm. is it one, like one person per room or two person? Like, how. how... We're all paying ten gold tonight, or correct? How does that person? Okay. Well, I will hand over ten gold. How much gold to uh, house our ass? <laughs> she kind of looks at you, confused. Your ass. It's our yes. trusty he's steed. Uh, he's carrying all our stuff on our wagon. Oh, we could house him, but I'm afraid the cart I don't have room for. Hmm. Can I use my here. rustic hospitality to gain favor? Uh, yeah, sure. My rustic hospitality, since you come from the ranks of the common folk, you fit in among them with ease. You could find a place to hide, rest, or recuperate among other commoners, unless you have shown yourself to be a danger, which we have not. They will shield you from the law or anyone else searching for you, but they will not risk their lives. But maybe I could get at least some shelter for me and Trundle for free. Yeah. Um. Why don't, don't you? <laughs> why don't you roll me a persuasion? Roll, roll uh, me persuasion, Burn. What are you okay. offering her? Are you like uh, offering, you know, potential peacekeeping services within the bar? Yeah, uh, like trade like for bouncer for the night or something. Sure, sure. Yeah, go ahead and uh, work with that for me. Where's persuasion? Okay, charisma. Ugh, Perhaps I might protect the bar for the night if you shelter myself <laughs> in my ass. Uh, she she smiles and she says, I like this one. He's spirited. Good man. I will do you one favor in kind if you do me a favor. Speak, woman. You see, we are running a little bit low on wine. Uh, the good reserve wine. Uh, fortunately, our shipments have not come through the pass. I will give you lodgings and put a good word with the Arsnack Stockyard. The uh, the Arasak stockyard, of course you, you know you don't you're not from here. But Gunther and Yelena Arsnack uh, hold a small lodging facility. Our minstrel has his wagon stored there. Perhaps they could watch over your cart in time. But if you are able to go to the Wizards of Wine Winery, I will house you and your party for free. This seems. Pretty good deal. What say you, Ozal? I believe this is a fair offering. I have no uh, objections. Marius? How soon, Miss Danica, would you like us to do this? Oh, 
settle in for a day or two, and then if you wouldn't mind potentially heading out and getting that, the sooner as always the better, but as the raven flies, it is east-west of here, and is a perilsome road, as I'm sure you guys have discovered. That it is, and we've only just arrived in town. Um, actually, there's a few things we'd like to ask you, uh, since we are new here, and want to make sure that we don't cause any trouble. What can you tell us about the, uh, the ones that run the gate and these inquisitors with the masks? As I kind of look around and make sure none of them are here inside the inn, right before I say those words. Yeah, so I'll, I'll you... whisper that to her. You, <laughs> yes, as you say that. So she, she has busied herself with um, kind of snapping orders. She tells her husband to um, take your donkey over to the stockyard. Uh, of course, asking if there's anything you need out of it before it's stored. Uh, she begins to pour you guys wine, being that you are new visitors and you've agreed to this business arrangement. Uh, as you mentioned that, the other patrons kind of sitting south of you, two of them will just get up and leave. Uh, they want nothing to do with this conversation. Boop. Um, the other, the other two are kind of eating, but also kind of like flinch away from it. And she says, "Ah, yes. A pity that is." The, the... <sighs> she takes a big breath and kind of studies herself. You see, over the last couple months, we, as a town, had decided to renovate Saint Andrew's Chapel. Revered Church, Father Lucian, a wonderful man, wonderful, wonderful man. He was caring about the poor. He took in people at night who had nowhere to go uh, and tried to shelter them from the Burgomaster. Um, after the renovations, he went missing about two weeks ago. And then, as if overnight and out of nowhere, we were surrounded by these white-cloaked figures with masks. And the Burgomaster, the Baron, I should say, Baron, Burgomaster, same title, she kind of spits out of one side of her mouth, decided to have them for our protection. They exist as a militant church force, protecting the common folk, you see. And so it is. They took over the new chapel. Uh, does not feel the same when you walk in. Father Lucian Petrovich went missing, supposedly after a failed exorcism. And that's where we are now. My lady, one of our compatriots was arrested at the gate. Do you know mm -hmm. what may have happened to him? Any number of things could happen to him. Any number. Where did they say they were taking him? I believe he was going to the chapel. Uh, she kind of, like, her eyes widen a little bit, and she's like, I'm sure they will press him for information. What was he, what was he accused of? 
He was accused of owning false documents. But as far as we know, they were... No, of course not. Hmm. Well, crimes such as that for forgery typically are three days in the stocks. If he breaks any other rules, and depending how unruly he is with the Inquisitors, we'll determine how savagely he is beaten. He's just a simple baker, so hopefully his charges will only be that long. <laughs> she huffs when you say that. Bakers. Terrible He's totally dead. Bakers can't be choosers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Dad. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, that's pretty much the extent of what she knows. <laughs> Thank you, my lady. May you show us to our rooms? Of course, yeah. She, uh... We'll take you out, and I have to do some scrolling on my screen and adjusting to get you there. I, I had a few more questions, too. Of course. But, uh... There are things that we need to resupply on, and gear we need renewed. Where would you recommend we go to, to shop? Uh, she says, well, there are many trusted people, depending on what you're working for. We have the straight arrow. Um... The gentleman there who who owns the shop does very good for your archery needs, bows, arrows, crossbows. Um, Stefanovich and Sons Apothecary will have some basic alchemy components, potion-making materials, um, basic potions. Uh, you have the Cracked Anvil. Um, they, quote-unquote, specialize in making armor. Um, the Inns Delight Clothers, if you're looking for something higher-end for dress wear, if you're attempting to either have dinner with someone of royalty or, you know, nobility. And then you have Winwright's Shop. Uh, they specialize in modifications to wagons and carts. Thank you. That's very useful. All right, and she'll uh, kind of come out or snap her fingers um, as Barry Martikov, her son, uh, comes out. He will run. Oh, come on. And he's like, yeah, I, I can take you up to your rooms. Kind of runs out and through the common area and up the stairs without really doing a super good job of, like, ushering you, because he's a child. Um, As I stand out of uh, the chair that I was sitting in, my wings kind of twitch and knock the chair over behind me. I'll, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, madam. And, and I, I turn it around to go and pick the chair back up, and my wings show from underneath the cloak uh, towards Danica. Uh, yeah, her eyes go super wide. And she's like, you may not want to show those in public. There's no meaning. No, I had no intention of doing so, but uh, I, I'm getting used to them. They're, they're rather new. I am a cleric of the Night Mother. She kind of, she gives you a look, like uh, a little bit of confusion. Um mixed with a little bit of uh, concern. Um, 
But other than that, oh, wrong stairwell. I lied. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. For gameplay purposes, um, what happened to the orphan girl? She is still with you on the cart. Duh. Should we go get her for the cart? <laughs> I, as the dungeon master, clearly did not forget about her. How dare you, Zachary, accusing me of such things. Uh, totally did not forget. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, let me get you a commoner. Uh, do you want to say anything to her about that before you... Um, sure. Scamper off? Yeah. What do you say? My lady, is there any places we can take this young lady? Uh, perhaps an orphanage? We found her along the road, and we believe she's not fit for further travel. Uh, her face kind of breaks, like, sadness, uh, frustration, anger, and she's like, I... We have an orphanage, yes. But so many terrible things have happened over the last couple weeks, with the exorcism, with the Father Lucian going missing. I would not recommend it, but it is a place you could take her that is somewhat safe. That being said, the fanatics have taken over. It, I mean, the smiling god, may he protect us, has taken over both the orphanage and the chapel. I see. We could harbor her, though I fear of potential ramifications of that. What the ramifications would there be for you housing a child? She go ahead and roll persuasion. She she she's grown grown more uncomfortable the more you like have talked about this cult that has essentially taken over. Uh, eighteen. Six. So let me make a stat block here. Yeah, so she will kind of sigh and she says, well, from my understanding, the orphanage has been turned after the terrible incident and the failure of our quote-unquote deity uh, has been turned into long-term housing for the ill, the insane, and those children who are cannot be taken care of. And if I am to be frank, and you should not be, without, without sight anyone aside of me, they are being trained and converted to the Smiling God's religion. I fear for the, their souls as they are twisted by those creatures. Hi, John, the Everyday Collector. Welcome to our stream. Shout out. Is there anything we can do about this? Uh, she shrugs. She says, not openly. The, they are sanctioned by the Baron himself. So to go against the Smiling God is to go against the very city of Velaki and the God. Is it possible to have an audience with this Baron? 
for you, yes. You, you had asked me, and before we started talking about several other things, about where you might find work for your jobs. And she kind of raises a smirk and an eyebrow. She says, the Baron's son is very interested in magic. Or so they say. Um, she kind of gestures to burn and to... Um, oh, I'm brain fart. Max, what's your character's name? Wow, Marius? Marius? Wow, sorry. Thinking and talking all at the same time. It happens to Dungeon Masters. Uh, she says, you two clearly have potentially an in for the church. I mean, symbol of Bahamut, sellsword. She says to you with a smile. What is the son's name of the Baron? Ah, that would be Baronet Victor Volokovich. Thank you, my lady. And of course. Anything else before you were shown to your rooms for lodging? Lodging? That's all I got. That's all I got. Stolas, you've been kind of quiet. How are you holding up over there? It's very difficult being a human. <laughs> and he can't get his face to move in the ways that he wants. And it all feels very strange. I like to, to so think he's of like my... too, almost too scared to move because he doesn't want to look unnatural, but in doing that, he probably looks <laughs> extremely unnatural. <laughs> Are you like still tilting your head to look uh, like like birds kind of do? How yeah, they kind of he, tilt he's... left and right a whole lot? <laughs> He's a bird, so like being stuck as a person is probably really weird. Human feet, so he's probably walking funny too. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the picture that your face is stuck in like permanent like duck lips because you're trying to act normal or like imitate human lips, but you have a beak, so you have no clue what you're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm curious to see how dinner goes. That's hilarious. Um, Dinner? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, one piece of advice that um, Danica gives you is that if you're going to see the Baron, he's ex <laughs> sad. Uh, he's extremely vain, extremely, extremely vain. Um, there are rumors that uh, fly around that the the sheriff has hired muscle. Uh, who she names uh, to be uh, Izek Strazny, the captain of the guard, the actually captain of the watch, not just the guard, uh, is kind of the the Baron's hired muscle to keep things in control. Uh, he has a very very short fuse and will you know basically arrest people for insulting the Baron, or the Baron will have them arrested for being insulted. So. She warns you to kind of stay out of his way. He is a short fuse and willing to kill on sight just for the mere offense at the Baron. And if you're going to want to attract the semblance of nobility, you should probably dress like it. Are there any other noble members in this town besides the Baron? There are. Um... She says, uh, the Watchers. Watch, watchers. 
to be watchers. Yeah. Uh, Fiona and Majesto watcher. Um, they don't have a good relationship with the Baron. Uh, and they should also kind of be... Nobility in general should kind of be kept away from. Sweet. How do the uh, lodgings look? Yeah. Um, so there, uh, this young man's like, well, I have a room with four beds, or I have two rooms with two beds. How would you like to sleep? Let's uh, let the uh, the lady take the room with the young girl, and then we could group up in uh, the four-person room. Okay. So Irina will kind of take this bedroom here. And Ozal, you guys are given to this room. Sweet. I need to get the young girl onto the map. Apologies. Okay. Uh, and... Um... Uh, the young boy will kind of run off. He says, if you need anything, just come downstairs. Uh, so to clarify, you do have to go outside to get up. Um, Ozal, I will push you down a, a token here. Where we provided provide the key to yes. lock our rooms? You were. My boy, what time is supper? I'll ask the boy before he leaves. Yeah. Bear will kind of come running back. Do, 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 do. Uh, when mom says it's ready, <laughs> he turns around and runs down the hallway. Charming. He's, uh, probably all of 10 years old, 19 years old. He's got that social awkwardness. Exactly. Um, right. Master Marius, when should we go to the chapel? I guess it determines, uh, whether we want to go sooner or later to ensure uh, Thoris is okay. Should we stock up in the town and then head straight over? We could do that real quick. What time of day is it? Uh, you're getting close to evening, like I said. Kind of earlier, you guys have spent maybe half hour, 45 minutes talking, so we're getting closer to 3 o'clock. Then we still have time to go and do some quick shopping. I would like to go see the, the blacksmith. As I am in need of some new equipment. I would like to visit the apothecary. Okay. Still lots of burn? Um, how much time would you say I have left to be disguised as a person? Oh, <laughs> uh, you can cast it again. Um, just as a heads up. I mean, it only lasts an hour, but the cool thing about that, right, is you can cast it at will. If I read that, uh power you have correctly right cool so, I just so whatever keep it up as i go along <laughs> exactly so whatever the casting time necessary is i would just check the time limit and we can kind of have you do the superman duck in duck out of the phone booth <laughs> okay uh, okay <laughs> um uh, hello fellow humans <laughs> yes i uh i think i would like to um sell a few things that i don't really use anymore okay. and buy some potions of healing 
All right. So I need to find, uh, I think, I believe I saw an apothecary on the map, so. Correct. Stolas, um, you can join me at the Stefanovich and Sons Alchemy Store. That sounds I believe perfect. That is, that is where we will fit in best. Agreed. Uh, Marius, what are you, what are you doing? I'm going to go to the, the blacksmith as I need to get my armor refitted or procure some new armor. Ooh, that sounds fun. Since, uh, my wings cannot fit in the current, my old set. I'll tag along with you, Marius. Okay. Uh, Irina kind of will enter your room before you leave and she says, well, you have done amicably and she pulls out of her backpack 200 gold pieces each she oh. says, i know i i know that i said half now half later but you have done your job and i will reside here at the inn until such time as i could find a permanent lodging in the city of Velaki. well maybe i don't know that i want to stay here too long i might check kresik see if their town is better but for now, I shall care for this child until we can t get her to the orphanage. Thank you very much. And, Where's uh, this town of Kresik? Is it further away from the village of Barovia? Cody, the dungeon master, has to look at the Barovian map. I think it's northwest? Let me double check before I spout nonsense. Yes, it is uh, almost due west from where you guys are at. Were we told where the Wizards of Wine was? Uh, you were also west? told that it was west, but um, she, w she will provide you a map when you guys are ready to head out of how to get there. Well, if we're heading that direction... Lady Irina, would you like us, like us to continue to escort you if you decide to go to this other town? Since we just agreed to go west in a few days' time to the Wizards of Wine. Yep. Um, she will say, well, the Wizards of Wine is south of Kresik, so you could take me there, but I'm afraid I don't have much in the way of funds to keep paying you. Uh, you know, I only have what's left for my own basic survival. I care to make sure that you are safe, since that's what I promised your brother I would do. So, we will see what transpires. But, it never hurts to have friends along the road as you're traveling through Barovia. She nods. She says, of course. Joey says, sad to see Irina not being a part of the group. Shit, Joey, don't worry. We got cool people coming in the group. Not that Irina's not cool, but... Oops. Yeah, so, um... You guys want to head out? Irina kind of is just going to hang out here for now until she figures out a plan. Yes, let's head out. Okay. Yes, I would like to make a quick stop at the, the armor before going to the main chapel. So if you zoom all the way out, on the bottom right are your tokens... Yep. 
Um, as you come back down outside the tavern house, um, you're given directions to the stockyard for Trundle. She says, once you, um, Danica says, once you stole Trundle, uh, or drop off your cart there, um, I have already sent word they should be expecting you when you're ready, uh, Gunther and Yelena will, they can house your cart to make sure nothing happens to it, and then Trundle can stay in the barn, and she kind of gestures over her shoulder. Uh, so whenever you're ready to do that, just let me know. And then in the bottom right are your tokens. If you want to put yourselves where you want to go, and we'll start from left to right, I guess. I got you, Stolas. Thanks. Burn your go with Marius. Yeah, well, I was going to go with Marius, but do you, I could take Trundle now. Oh, okay, yeah. No, that'd be legit. Um, I could just meet up with him after. Okay. Let me get Trundle here. Boom. Cool. I'm excited for that. Um, Ozal and Stolas, you find your way to Stefanovich and Sons Apothecary. You are met by Sergei Stefanovich. Um, it's a small shop. And he's the only person in it. You're kind of odd that it says and Sons. It's not the greatest or freshest herb selection. And they kind of have some, you know, mixed potions behind the stand and he's kind of a poindexter older gentleman looks like potentially he could be half elf or you know human uh maybe with some mutated features uh, he kind of has a, a drooping eye on his right side uh fine tailored black clothes uh and he says welcome to stefanovich and sons apothecary how may i be of service of you master Ozal. Ozal the Wise. Uh, <laughs> Ozal the Wise, yes, of course. Wizards. How can I be of service? <laughs> we are just looking to peruse your uh, supplies and see if you have any magical items for sale or scrolls. I'm a researcher, uh. and I'm going to be researching uh, different scribes and different scrolls. And uh, I was told this may be the place to be. Well, of course, we have some bubbles of interest. Uh, maybe this filter of love, if you're having trouble conceiving children. Um, you know, could charm the ladies. Or this handsome young man. Just just you stole us. Um. <laughs> uh, he said, I also have potions to do Shindigan's poison, standard knitting potions to heal yourself if you encounter wounds. Ah, this one. He pulls out this uh, kind of black sludgy one. This is, of course, a most rare find. This is the mist cure. You can walk through the mist without taking any damage. It said that you could even leave Barovia taking a potion like this. Yes, the mist. <laughs> the mist that keeps everyone in. Correct. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Are you... I mean, yeah. 
Was there something specific you were looking for, my young lad? Yes, I'm looking for healing potions. <laughs> I can't handle it. I love it so much. Uh, yeah, what what a size. Uh, he pulls out, you know, starting kind of with the most large in, he pulls out this big uh, potion bottle, like uh, mason jar style, and sets it on the table. He says, this is a potion of superior healing. And we're running about 550 gold pieces. I'm afraid that is beyond my ability to pay. Well, how much Perhaps do you something have, cheaper. Uh, he pulls out like a little pocket sized vial and sits it on the table. Standard healing potion, 100 gold pieces. Ah, perfect. Uh, Cody, is it possible for me to use like a. I think I had like a a charm spell or something, maybe to get him to go cheaper. On the yeah. Price. Well, you tell me what you want to cast, or it was all you two. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can make a persuasion check too if you're trying to haggle. Um, let me know, my good sir. Do you have any magical scrolls? Scrolls? No. This is an apothecary, young man. I do not do scribery. I know well. the Baron does scribery. He has several scribes in his court. With all those decrees mm. and posters and mandatory showing up. I should rabble to all of them. Uh, what kind of herbs or components does he have? Do you have a list or... I don't have a list, uh, but if there's something with a desired effect that you're looking for, just let me know and I'll let you know if it's available. I, uh, I have a list of potions, but not a list of ingredients, if that makes sense. Okay, so he just casts potions, basically. Basically, yeah. You you get the sense that he will sell herbs if you're trying to make a specific potion, and you can kind mm. of determine the, the value of how well those are going to do, or if they're good cost, being that you kind of dabble in this area with, you know, material components, that kind of thing, which you probably could get from him here as well, because material components are also comprised in making potions. Um, but the actual mixing of potions and selling them whole is kind of how he makes his living. Remind me, the potion that he's selling for 100 gold, how many, um, like, how much hit points does that heal? So that is 2d4 plus 2. And give me Stolas and Ozal. Give me insight. Insight, nice. Okay. Uh, nat twenty for twenty-six. Okay. Wow. Where is uh, mine? That price is outrageous. It seems outrageous. Yeah, something like that in even in Waterdeep, which has a little bit of a markup, would be like sixty, seventy-five gold pieces. And he's asking a hundred for it. It's the most basic potion you can learn to make. My good sir, the price is firm on the potions of healing. <laughs> yes. How do you expect that we would do business? We've bought many in our travels, and a hundred is standard, far too much. Standard mixing fee, hazard pay. Uh, Tariffs to the land, of course, taxes to the devil Strahd himself. You know, <laughs> he shudders. Um, you said what were the different checks we could do to try to get it for cheaper? 
Um, you could roll persuasion, or you could cast a spell. Um, yeah, I'll roll a persuasion check for sixty gold. And another nat twenty. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> oh man. What do you say to him specifically? Um. Wow. Oh shit! You rolled a nat <laughs> yes. Wow. That was incredible. What's um, up, son? That was good. That was good. Uh, I mean, I mean, do it. Does that no, fit no, play it out. Play or? it out. Okay. Okay. Play it out. Uh, my friends and I only have this much gold, and we need to purchase perhaps a few potions. I can give you sixty gold per potion. He pulls out an abacus from under the table and uh, parchment and begins to like do simple mathematic equations and like write things out and you recognize this as bullshit like across the board. <laughs> Sixty gold would just not do, my man. Here, here is a basic summary of cost for what it would take for me just to create one of these fine exotic potions. He kind of leans back in his chair. Okay. No, I'm not buying at 100, so... Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Still else you want to cast a spell? Um, I don't think I have a spell to, uh, to use on him, so... Let's take a look at your spell sheet. Still else's spells. You have under cantrips, combat, combat, combat... The closest I can find is suggestion. Oh, that would totally work. Yeah, you suggest a course. Um, you suggest a course of activity limited to a sentence or two, and magically influence a creature that you can see within range that can hear and understand you. Creatures that can't be charmed are immune to this effect. The suggestion must be worded in such a manner as to make a course of action sound reasonable. Asking the creature to stab itself, throw itself onto a spear, immolate itself, or do something obviously harmful. Uh, or obviously a harmful act will end the spell. The target must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save. It pursues the course of action you describe to the best of its ability. The suggestion course of action can continue for the entire duration. If the suggested activity can be completed in a shorter time frame, the spell ends when the subject finishes what they are asked to do. You can also specify conditions that would trigger a special activity during the duration. For example, you might suggest a knight give her war horse to the first beggar she meets. If the condition isn't met before the spell expires, the activ activity isn't performed. If you or any other you or any other companions damage the target, the spell ends. Yes. You cast you, you want to cast a suggestion? Yes. Uh <laughs> I think Full free. you should sell us potions at a reasonable price of 60 gold. <laughs> okay. I will make a wisdom saving throw. 16 no, minus 1 is 15. No, Does 60 15... was the good price. Yeah, at the other place save? that already had a markup. It'd be even cheaper. That's what Cody said. He said, even at this place with a markup, it's 60. Yeah, that is water deep, the standard markup of uh, an extra 10 gold pieces. Yeah, that's so the standard. Like 50. 
Well, we're not trying to, like, destroy his business, okay. $50. Fuck this guy. Oh, whoops. Wrong button. I'm sorry. Suggestion has a spell save of 16, and I rolled 16 minus 1 for 15. He says, well, my dear, oddly fellow looking a lad, uh, your logic just cannot be disputed. How many potions? Awesome. <laughs> I'll take two. Uh, two? Four? How many six, do you want, eight, Stoss? Ten. Um, I will take four, please. Four, six, uh, 60 gold pieces on his advocates is 360 gold pieces total, please. Thank you, good sir. <laughs> you said these are minor potions of healing? They are. Okay, perfect. I'll add those to my inventory. Nice job, Stolos. <laughs> Thanks. Alright, uh, anything else you guys need? Uh, can I roll, or maybe through passive perception, if I think it's a good idea to offer him some of the items that I have for sale? Like, I have an extra crystal ball that I don't need. But I don't you really know don't... how illicit that type of item is in this town. That's very, very true. Based on your passive perception, kind of looking around, you don't think he dabbles in that kind of thing. Uh, um raw magical items items of attunement uh he probably has those for creating spells because you have to kind of impart some magic into them to bind these components to create the potions but he probably has all the specialty tools he needs you're looking more for like an actual like a wizard shop or magic shop that would dabble in such things okay well i will give a sweeping bow and walk out the door <laughs> pleasure he waves to you as you walk away marius you arrive to the ching, ching, ching of an anvil. All right. Well, is there a door? Is there a yeah, a, a forge around the side of the building? What am I looking this, at? This uh, this building has an entrance on the right. It kind of makes a U, and then. Uh, in the middle of the U, what would be like almost like a courtyard, uh, is covered with a large sloping roof, uh, kind of made of stone and thatch, even though it's a little bit dilapidated, some wood. Uh, coming up from which is a central chimney from where the forge actually is. You see a figure clad in what looks like shredded rags and potentially like armor or something kind of underneath glinting towards you. Uh, he is has a hammer in one hand, uh, it's very dark, other than the kind of the fire, as he begins to forge what looks like a sword on this anvil. Well, the darkness does not preclude my vision granted to me by the Night Mother, as I have dark vision out to 300 feet. Um, True. I, 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 let me specify, it's not so much the darkness itself that is, um, he is concealing his body, I should have said, more, more adequately. Mm, with Under the rags. kind of rags, yep. Rolliger, okay. Well, I'll, I'll step up to this man and kind of step within his peripheral as I do not wish to alarm him and make him miss his swing or harm the blade and wait for him to acknowledge me. Of course. Uh, yeah, he brings down his hammer, um... And then kind of, you hear what sounds like squealing metal almost as he turns his head to look at you. Uh, 
and says what? Good day to you, sir. I'm here looking to uh, see what you have available in your shop. Uh, yeah, he uh, stands up to his full height of about seven feet, turns around. Uh, you can see under his body, uh, not shifting armor as you thought, but actual pieces of wood and metal and leather that have been moved. He removes uh, kind of the schmock over his head as these eyelights kind of flicker out. As you see one of the rarest creatures ever seen in Barovia, the Warforged, turns and look at you. He says, shop, and kind of points to the door. And then goes back to forging. Thank you, good sir. As I'll uh, head into the shop. All right. Uh, as you enter, you can see a smaller dwarf gentleman uh, who is polishing up some armor. And he says, Hey! What are you having today? Good day to you. Your friend outside is uh, friendly. <laughs> says, yeah, Slag's kind of a son of a bitch, isn't he? He does good work from the blade that I saw him forging. Uh, eh. I am Marius, uh, and I'd like to see what you have available in your shop. Yeah. Uh, he says, welcome to the cracked anvil. I'm Dragus. Uh, you know... I'll be honest with you, I I am not quite the the blacksmith I used to be, but how can I help you? What are you, what are, what are you looking for? Armor. He'll kind of show you uh, around the shop. Let's see. Uh, what what does he have available? Uh, yeah, you you kind of look around the shop. There's some leather that's kind of scuffed. Almost looks like it's seen battle. Um, <laughs> there's some studded leather that's missing some studs. Also looks like it's seen battle and it's kind of dirty. Um, you get over, there's some chainmail that clearly has the impact marks of um, several crossbow bolts along with what looks like an axe strike on the left kind of uh, shoulder area, causing the chainmail to be a little bit uneven. Uh, and then there is a piece of modified half plate that looks like the dents have been pushed out the other direction. Uh, along with some kind of resharpened swords that aren't very clean, some maces. He says, ah, look at her. And he kind of slaps the, the half plate. He said, some of the best forge armor in all of Barovia. Pardon me for, for this, Cargus, but this looks all battle-worn. As uh, you've recovered this from other people. <laughs> you got me there. We, you know, scavenge. Do you have anything you forged yourself that is new and unused? Uh, or that Slag has pr produced? <laughs> he will gesture to what looks like a shoddily made wooden shield uh, that hasn't really been bound very well. Uh, uh, the, the riveting from where the iron has been driven in to kind of create the, the resupport on it is there. Um, but it looks like apprentice level work. He says, hey, look at this shield I forged. Slag, of course, helped me with the metal work, but the wood is all my handcraft. Very, very dashing. Hmm. Curious. Is there any heavy armor here? 
Just the half plate. Just the half plate. Interesting. I had some splint about uh, two span back, but I uh, ended up selling it to sell swords. <sighs> Got a good price for it, though. 300 gold. Hmm. Do you have the materials to forge something if someone was to o custom order? If you can... Well, no. I mean, yes, but no. We are technically under... The barons put a little bit of damper on our shop, seeing that we kind of sold some of the guards some used armor. Of course, we recovered it off some dead soldiers we found out in the field. Had a little bit of a heyday with it after finding one of the sigils on it. Um, you know, this is not the armor you forged. Kind of trying to imitate the baron's fat, gravelly voice. And, uh, as you know, they kind of took a bunch of our inventory. But if, if you could find some, we could try and build it for you. Yes? Hmm. Let's see. What about modifying armor? Is that something that Slag could do? We can cut holes in anything. Hmm. Well then, let me, uh... Is it okay if I go and speak with your friend? Uh, you can try. Yeah, that one is a sour one. If you know what oh. I mean. I'll make my attempt. I, uh, I have a way with words. I'll step okay. back outside the shop, and uh, step beside Slag. <laughs> His right hand is kind of uh, like spun around instead of being a normal hand. Is actually the anvil or uh, the mallet of a hammer itself as he brings his whole arm down on uh, this sword he's trying to retemper. Slag, I have uh, a challenge for you. If you consider yourself a worthy smith. Yeah, stands to his full swipe, and turns around and looks at you, and he says, what? I take a look around to make sure that I conceal myself in between this uh, building. I have uh, changed recently, and I need my old armor to fit my new form. And at which point I'll, like, fold out the wings to the full height and kind of raise them above him. Um, I need a hole cut into the back of my splint mail so I can wear it while, and still be able to use my wings. Do yeah, you think you... you could do this? Uh, roll me perception. Or, no, I'm not, I'm sorry, not perception, persuasion. Uh, but go ahead and give me advantage, because you have astonished this warforged creature. Like, literally, like, maker's blood, as you, like, spread your wings, invoking a... some far-off deity. A 20. Yeah, he's like, what do you got? <clears throat> I've got uh, th my old armor. I really was hoping to see if I could find plate mail, as uh, you yourself seem to be made of magnificent metal. But I did not see any such thing inside. But if you could modify my old armor, that would do just as well. Yeah. And Marius, for our viewers, what kind of armor are you trying to modify? I was previously wearing splint armor, but it no longer fits because of my new wings. Uh, yeah, he kind of, like, reverently takes it in his hands and, uh, looks at it. He says, we probably could modify this. It'll take me a day or two. Are you interested in finding better armor? I would be. If you could produce it or preferably new, not used and damaged armor. I don't care for an arrow to fly through a hole that's already there. Hmm. He kind of looks around. 
and kind of like motions you in further into the the shop itself, kind of closer to the forge. Uh, loads a couple logs on as the forge kind of just keeps roaring to life. He's like, West of town, I've heard told of an ancient hold called Argenvost Hold. From what I have gathered, there used to be an order of paladins before Strahd wiped them out. Now, me and Dragus have been trying to get in there for years. But it's haunted by revenants. Revenants who wear plate armor. If you could get a piece, or a set, or several sets, not only could I sell them at better cost, but I could fix some of the issues with it and make you some armor. What do you say? I'll look into this, but till then, could you maybe make the modifications I requested? Of course. It'll take me a day or two, and I have to charge you, unfortunately, but we could do that. What would it cost? 50 gold? Ah, done deal, my friend. Gold beans? It is a That's pleasure <laughs> to, to speak with you, Slag. And Likewise. I will say goodbye to Kragus. I'll step back inside. Kragus, I have come to an agreement with your friend Slag. And I have a gift for you as well, as a new business venture. And I will pull out one of my Vistani bottles of wine. Here. Oh. Aye. <laughs> kind of gets this big, wow smile on his face. To future success. Enjoy your business, and maybe you'll have some better fortune in the future. Thank you, he says, and kind of waves at you as you walk out. That is all that I have. I'll, I'll come back in a day or so to see that my armor is adjusted. Sounds good. Uh, anything else you need, Marius? I do not. Okay. Ozal, have you moved? Oh, yeah, I was going to check out the um, the clothing place. After okay. everyone else went. Of course. Uh, Dean, we're going to hop to you really quick. Ah, uh, yes. Me and Trundle. Um, Zach, if you want to zoom out and go over. And I will hide the rest of the party here so that they're not here with you. You are given directions to... Um, this stockyard and I have a description in the book here for you alright it's this large stockyard that has several lock sheds uh, among which lies a very roomy warehouse uh, a wooden sign above the front gate says Irisac stockyard uh, kind of parked at the south end is this, like, sturdy carnival wagon, uh, which would be right here. Uh, very bright, very colorful. Something, it, it kind of almost looks like a Vestani wagon, but not quite. Um, and there's some, like, heavy padlocks on the gate where you're at. Uh, and there's a bell. How do you proceed? Um, let me ring that bell. Ring ding. Ring ding 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 ding. 
exactly. That's kind of what the wagon looks like from the side view. Cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, a lady will kind of come out. She says, you're the one that I've heard tale of. Come in. She's like shaking. Parkinson's real heavy, real bad. Uh, grabs this large iron lock, which you, I mean, looking at it, you're like, you, piece of cake. Lift it. It's like the size of a softball. To give a real world term. Uh, she opens it with this giant key as it kind of clangs to the ground. She reaches down with both hands and just picks it up and uses her whole body weight to scoot not only the uh, lock out of the way, but then shuffles back and gets the gate and opens the gate real slow on one side, comes back to the other side, does the same thing. She says, Bull her in! Come on, Trundle, let's go. Yeah, your trusty steed and your cart. Pull in. She'll shut the gate behind you. And then the other side. Come into my office. We have some paperwork for your ticket. As she heads inside. Uh, you spend your time kind of dismounting Trundle from this device. Uh, putting the blocks under it stowing cargo, making sure the rain flies tight. Uh, there's kind of another horse that's been lodged here who's just kind of hanging out, drinking some water. What do you do next? Um, I guess go find... I was, I was just going to meet up with Mary as I dropped off. Oh, no, I need to sign the paperwork. Okay, let me go in there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what up, fools? <laughs> what up, bitch? What you doing? Uh, yeah, Yelena Arasak uh, fills out some documentations, hands you them over to you. Uh, doesn't charge you anything for it. Uh, she explains that uh, the cost of lodgings is less because of Danica over at the uh, Blue Water Inn. But uh, you will be charged once you pick things up, essentially, to, to reclaim your items. Uh, anything that's not claimed within one year is then put to public auction. So, best of luck, right? Cool beans. She has you sign, hands you your documentation, and bids you farewell and have a good day. Thank you. As you are headed back out, kind of towards the gate, the carnival wagon lurches to one side as you hear a roar from within kind of issue out of it. Uh, you can hear something big moving inside, uh, along with several scrapes and claw marks, uh, like some sort of large tiger or cat or something. Oh. Very interesting. Let me investigate. Yeah. I woke up cautiously. Okay. To which side? Or I'll let you, I guess, move you instead of me moving you. Let's see. Hello, my map is being weird. Uh, no, like, like right here. Or okay. in front of it. Perfect. I guess the broadside of the wagon? Yes. Yes, of course. I, I, I knock on it. Uh, yeah. You, just based off of your passive, you can see that there is metal banding along the side of this, like, well-painted carnival wagon. Uh, it also reads, 
uh, Rictario's, Rictario's Wonderful Carnival. Um, as you knock on it, you hear it again. You hear the claw marks that come across the inside as the wagon, wagon lurches again. Um, above the wagon's door frame, <laughs> the kind of the slogan of the, the carnival is, I bring you from shadows into light. Uh, upon closer inspection, you can see spattered blood and some gaps in the frame as if they've been feeding whatever's in here. Uh, along with kind of, you know, taking a look at the far back wheel, looks like some water damage, uh, as if there's a trough inside, which you can kind of hear slosh back and forth. Okay, let me cast, um, what the heck is it called? Hold on. Um, where the hell did it go? Divine Sense. Sure. You want to read it for me, um, feel the presence of strong uh, or evil, powerful uh, creatures. Yeah, your design sense goes off, uh, and like it always does, it pings Barovia itself, right. just as this curse plane, the mists. Uh, but as it passes through the wagon, you don't get anything off of it. It's not celestial, fiend, or fey. Uh, it doesn't have any smell of noxious odor. There's no ringing in your ears of triumphant good. Kind of comes back as just a neutral creature being housed inside of here. Hmm. Do you want to investigate, like, get on your hands and knees and get closer and take a look? Or try and open it? Or how would you like to proceed? Or leave it alone. I mean, those are all, those are all fair options. Um... I, sorry, I was messing with my thing. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to figure out what this thing is. Like, is it what, what's going on? Here? Uh, is there like a like a gap that I can see into? Oh yeah, the one of the boards has been removed, uh, uh kind of on the side of the wagon, so that they can like feed this creature. And you can see bloodstains of where they've been putting meat inside to feed it. Are there any like bits of meat on the ground I could like lower this thing out? No. I guess uh, I'll take a peek inside, I guess. Yeah, you take a peek inside as this claw slams against the side of the uh, the wagon, causing it to shudder again. And you hear that issuing roar, the roar, or whatever sound it makes, right? Not good. Apologies. Terrible DM. Uh, running out is this little old lady shuffling. You stay away from that wagon. It's not your property. Stand on this wench. God. <laughs> Shuffling out. It's kind of this uh, derpy looking guard. You think that he got stuck with like the worst area, this worst <laughs> shift. Uh, his armor's kind of misfitting. He's holding a spear and he kind of levels it towards you. And he says, oh, 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 stop, stop. Don't touch that. Why? D order of the, oh shit. Um, by royal decree, uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, by royal decree of his his baron, uh, stop. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, he's not real good. Stay one, bud. 
Uh, let me do intimidation on this. Okay. Well, I'll walk up like right up to like the front of him. Okay. Uh, where's my intimidation? Fucking four. Nineteen. <laughs> you stand. Just just your pauldrons alone are at head level with him. And what what do you say? Leave me about my business, boy. Or perhaps I'll feed you to the creature inside the wagon myself. He pees himself. Just straight up. Twist chain mail. Okay. <laughs> and Elena looks at him like just aghast and she's like, please do not. <laughs> touch the inventory would you expect the same treatment of your items if someone was rifling through it no but i know my intentions are good hmm. oh and they are hope, and i can only <laughs> hope that you trust that mine are as well interesting i mean i i guess you're a paladin my rustic hospitality doesn't wear on this lady. She knows no. I'm not up to any good. Hmm. I mean, um, you did just call her a wench, dude. <laughs> well, that's just what men called women in castle times. <laughs> castle times? <laughs> well, I don't, know, I don't know what era this is. Maybe it's in the future. I don't know. Okay, I guess that makes some sense. <laughs> She's like a... A winch is like a, isn't that like a, like a, like a, like a beer winch, like a, a horse winch, like, isn't that? <laughs> According to Google, a winch is a young girl or young woman. Oh. So <laughs> uh, a consort or prostitute. We oh. called her a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I take so, it back. To be fair, it does play into your intelligence, right? Like, shut up, winch. <laughs> That's true. Brent, Brent's, not Brent's, super paladin-y, right? But right. That's hilarious. Alright. Um, so my headphones kinda cut out. Did you say what was in the the wagon? No, whatever it is has claws is all you can make out. Oh, it has claws, okay. Do um do I kinda like perceive this as like maybe i need to help this creature or maybe just like forget about it come back later maybe tell the gang like like what do i feel you know like, what's my intuition here? Uh, hmm. as cody the dungeon master it's really hard for me to say uh because that's me making a choice for your character you know what i mean uh, yeah um you are based on your past history and activity this would be something that you would do with taurus or uh, Melok the Magnificent getting into mischief, right? Uh, uh -huh. You have found a mystery that intrigues you. However, being that you're lawful good, right? Or are you kind of good? Uh, I think I'm lawful good. Even though this guard is not a proven warrior, which is kind of one of your things, um, this mystery would maybe would be useful for talking to the team about. Something very interesting that has not... I mean, probably the most interesting thing that's happened in Barovia, right? Fuck a tiger? Or something with claws? 
right. something big. I mean, it's lurching the whole wagon. It's a four-wheeled wagon. Right. Yeah, they just seem, like, very protective of it, which is, like, well, what is it? Like, Yeah. But also, like you said, like, Burns not, I'm not a, I don't just get into mischief, you know, so. My gut says to leave it for now, so I think that's what I'm going to do. Okay. The they kind of will, well, he'll retreat inside. She'll stand and watch. <laughs> Just you know, she's she's the proven old battle axe of a woman who yeah. runs the stockyard, and she kind of cross her arms and say, "Get out, out!" I meant you no ass. I meant you no trouble, winch. <laughs> she nods. Or I'm, I meant hag. I'm sorry, hag. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she just scowls better. at you. <laughs> Hag, a witch, especially one who's an ugly old woman, often used as a term of French disparagement lady. against a, for a woman. Fat old hag in a dirty apron, according to Google. There you go. All right. I will, I will bid you adieu, Hag. You take, hag. <laughs> you take Trundle back to the Blue Water Inn and leave the cart. Uh, you leave, and she shuffles back over and slowly locks the large iron gate uh, with the large iron lock and the large iron key. Sweet. And we'll, we'll go from there. Back to the city map. All right. Uh, Ozal, I think you're last. Um, did everyone else go? Yeah. It's yeah, only for you tonight. Go no tears. Clothing, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go you, to the clothing store. Sorry. You enter Endless Delights Clothiers. Uh, you are met by a strikingly handsome if older elven gentleman. Yeah. If I may, before I walk in, I'm going to cast Prestidigitation to clean myself. Make me nice and, you know, even though I'm wearing wizard robes, like everything will be nice and freshened up. Okay. Uh, do, do you do anything like your hair or like? Give me, give yep. me the full description. I want the rundown. Yeah. So I'll cast Prestidigitation. Uh, we've been on the road for a few weeks now. You know, in less than probably ideal conditions. So uh, we've also been in some battles. So I will kind of uh, appear. You know, hair is going to be nice and shiny instead of maybe oily as it was before. You know, if I have any cuts or dirt, I'll just kind of, um, under the nails or anything, you know, kind of just give myself a quick once-over with prestidigitation to sort of on make myself... I mean, this is a high-end clothing store, so I don't want to go in there, like, with mud on my boots or anything like that. Okay. Uh, I said male. I meant female was the name that I wrote down, so... Uh, this beautiful female older elf... Uh, she welcomes you. She says, "Welcome to Phelan's Ew. <laughs> Endless delight of Clothiers. How can I be of service? Hello. I'm looking to perhaps find get a some... better fashion. I know. Exactly. May you show me what you have? Do you have entry coin? How much and are you on coin? the wait list? We don't have a wait list. It's 10 gold. She kind of like crosses her arms behind the counter. 
I must pay it into your shop? No. It's for the formal fitting. I will reach into my pack and uh, place ten gold on the counter. Okay. You put ten gold on the counter and she, like, just as soon as it hits the table, her hand is from her pocket, snaps it up back to her pocket real fast. Follow me. And Madame Cyril will be with you. Uh, you're ushered into a lavish, it's like sitting rooms. You kind of have the, the foyer entry area, uh, back behind these red draped heavy curtains. There's bolts of cloth kind of along the wall. Uh, as you get back, there's, uh, four seats that split off into, uh, three different rooms going north, south, east, west. Uh, in the middle is kind of an older woman draped in like really long satin clothing with different prints and patterns on it. Uh, and she turns, looks at you, and she says, Well, the canvas, I can see it already. You're not a blue man, are you? I think red is your color. What are you looking for? I think white may be a color for me, not red. White. You don't want white on the road. These are not... To be stained uh, for, these for, are not, for days. These are not robes for the road. These are road, uh, robes for uh, high-class functions. Oh. Meeting with the Baron, yes. Or perhaps. And I'll kind of give her a wink. <laughs> oh! Uh, she loves it. Yeah, she says, okay, bolts of white for you thinking, like, eggshell, pure white, something with a little yellow. What are you thinking? Eggshell would be nice. Perhaps some tan as well. Tan with white. No. We shall trim it with silver. Uh, yeah, she starts taking your dimensions, like, not even without asking you. Pulls the meter stick out. Got her little, like string that she uses to measure in her like thumb widths and things and uh starts going over you and she says how much are you willing to spend it depends what typically does an outfit of this kind cost in this town we're new to Velaki. you're new oh unlucky you yeah uh the clothing we make for royalty runs anywhere between four and five hundred gold uh for lesser nobility two three hundred very well. I think for now, perhaps the lesser nobility, but perhaps we can increase the budget. We are going to be doing some traveling and some adventuring over the next few days, and perhaps we can check in and make adjustments. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she spends the next three hours with you. Jesus Christ. Three yeah. hours. Charcoal sketching, talking about designs and cut and sway, uh, different layerings. Uh, glove width um, and length, uh, shoes, hats. Uh, she tries to like talk you into wrapping your staff in satin to make it match your outfit. It's a long time. She brings you tea part way through. I guess while I'm doing that, the party can go to the, the church. I thought this was gonna be. A, I, I, I'll be honest. I thought we were gonna walk in and buy something off the rack. Nope. Fine. Okay, so Cloth ears. While I'm doing that, I guess we could visit the rest of the party. Yeah, well, I, I think I the, the plan was just to meet back up at the tavern, yeah? We were going to go to the uh, Grand Chapel afterwards, so... 
Okay. Uh, I would be standing out front of the Blue Water Inn and say maybe an hour after I'd left to see if anyone shows up. Yeah. Uh, Burn, you're probably back first. Your your trip, even though it was the furthest, you're on donkey back. Um, you do realize that the, the guard shift has changed, Burn, and partway back you are asked for your papers uh, about halfway through changing districts from the east gate to the central courting area as one of the Inquisitors will just kind of come up to you, check your paperwork, and then let you go. You know, as you tell them, you're going back to the Blue Water Inn. Uh, you get trundle stowed. You get some wine flowing, potentially. Uh, that There's a sick bard. He's kind of like half-elf, dressed in like a really lavish blue clothing, kind of a, a circus flair to him, almost, you would say. <laughs> Stolos is next to come in. Then Marius. Stolos, get in here. This knife here ain't half bad. <laughs> he's just riffing it. He got he's got this like beautiful, beautiful loot that he's just just killing it. It's a little before you know, a little advanced compared to to some other minstrels you've heard. You you might think that he would even rival Melok the Magnificent, which is a how, nod how to a different campaign. You. Never. Of course, played by Devin Silva, who does our intro. Yeah. The three of you reconvene. How do you proceed, uh, Marius? I believe it's time to head to the uh, the chapel, but uh, where is Osal? He w went with you, did he not, Stolas? Yes, so we parted ways after we shopped. By the way, I hate everything about this. Okay, that's understandable. Uh, Burn, I, I have learned, uh, I don't know if you care to, but I personally am looking for some better armor. Uh, they didn't have anything at the cracked anvil available, but they did mention something interesting to me. They told me of a place just uh, west outside of town called Argandasholt. There used to be an order of paladins there. It might be worth checking out. You're right. That sounds interesting. And uh, they mentioned that we could get some better armor from them, maybe. And but it's uh, the place is cursed. It's haunted by revenants. <laughs> Marius, when have we not come across something cursed in this forsaken land? We can handle it. Uh, it might be something we, we want to pursue in the future. As of now, we've already promised to uh, take care of the Wizard of Wine, and let's go find out what's going on in Taurus. Also, we'll just have to catch up. <laughs> As he talks about different cuts and swaths. The drip never All takes right. a backseat. Ooh, that's a good comeback. I'll give you ten points for that. Uh, bottom middle, my good man. Oh, wait, I actually have to put you on the page, because you're... Yep, standby. Switch layers. Roll 20's chugging a little bit. Token layer. There we go. You're there, but you're not really there. You approach St. Andrew's Church. Um... Marius, roll me 
perception as you approach. And actually, or burn, or Stolos. I'll provide you a perception roll. I got a 20 on my roll. Okay. Stolas, 17. Oh. It's a perception? Yes, sir. Uh, there it is. Ouch. 10. Okay. Uh, it's stunning. They have pulled stones that you don't know like where they would have gotten them in Barovia. There's mosaics along the wall. The stone is all cut and tight-fitting. The mortar is fresh. Um, there's banners and accents. You can see the stained glass windows have this uh, portrayal of a sun uh, with oranges and yellows and you know, purples and blues. Um, it's kind of... When you reminisce about the sunset at Waterdeep, the, the water's edge of um in Faerun, you remember that when the sun sets as it sets there it goes through this color hues and it's beautiful there's individual rays and then as it fades off into twilight you know those colors fade and kind of droop through the sky like a painted canvas they have really captured it although you suspect that they have not seen a sunset or true one in a very long time with how you know, the, when the day is passed, it's only slightly brighter during the day, thanks to the mist and, you know, the overcast skies. Um, there are two large statues that flank either side of the um, archway. This archway probably is 30 feet tall. With these huge doors standing in front of which are these Inquisitors. As you get closer, you can see that the sun that normally has... Just, just the raw symbol of Lathander, and you especially would know this, Marius being the, the clerical expert in the group, but has been perverted. They have put these masks uh, of gold onto the sun itself, um, symbolizing this smiling god. They have, uh, they have the banners that hang have this, this uh, praying symbol of these white hooded figures uh, that have these black smiles in them. Uh, that trails off. It says that he has risen, he smiles upon us. Um, f for your knowledge, you know that most of the religion in Barovia has just died off. Um, you know, Strahd's influence, he has either burned, corrupted, or stained anything <laughs> that could be in this land. Uh, but this once hopeful place seems like a bright shining light against that. Um, as you approach, the 30-foot uh, doorway is flanked by two Inquisitors. Uh, they see you. One of them nods to you uh, and outstretches his hands for your papers. I'll uh, step forward and present my papers, uh, stating that I am a clerical person of the Night Mother. Uh, I was instructed at the, the front gate to... Report to the Grand Chapel later today. He nods. Hmm. They look over your paperwork, and then uh, the one on the right is the one who handed it to, and he kind of, you know, gestures his hand to the other two, and he says, and them? They're my compatriots. They come with me. Hmm. As you say, weapons. And the other one kind of will hold his arms out. You want my weapon all of your weapons can you even lift place. it boy 
He scoffs at you. I pull out the horse cutter sword, which is pretty much as tall as I am. And I hand him the handle. Okay. Just for shits and giggles. Let's see if he can uh, catch it. Oh, come on. Don't do this. Roll, roll 20 has frozen. Oh, no. Oh, am I on the right layer is the question, though. Objects and tokens. Shift click. There we go. Uh, yeah, you take it. He makes a strength check. Uh, 13. Yeah, that's probably enough to take it. With with some issue. Uh, do, you, do you pull, like, the whole, like, 80s action hero where, you like, you take out your largest weapon and then, like, go through your belt knife pulling out several knives and javelins and stuff? Oh, hell yeah. I do the whole shebang. Yeah. Uh, you start like to, to, like... Be... Burn no, doesn't like to be one-upped. He, he follows the rules, but he is also... Uh... A man of, uh, yeah, he just, he doesn't like to be shown. <laughs> uh, he will like, uh, he gestures you. He's like, here, step into this, uh, this side room as he like walks over, like holding all of your stuff. And he's like, we can, uh, we can drop your armaments in here and kind of goes inside, uh, asking for you to follow. Okay, I'll follow. I will follow as well. He goes over to this way? Yeah, here, I'll drop you in. Boop, boop. Where'd he go? Oh, come on now. Roll 20, don't do this. There we go. Are you in? I, I didn't see where to go, sorry. Oh. I, I, I can see inside now. Oh, I'm with you guys. Huh? Okay, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I'll pull you over to Stolas. Actually, Stolas, do you enter? How do you How do you feel about this situation? Um, I'm just going to remain as nondescript as possible. I moved myself outside. From... As a general rule, just... Solas is very uncomfortable with being a human, so he's trying really hard not to cause any waves. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, they ask for your stuff. You know, same thing. They will totally take all weapons off of you. Not your armor or anything like that, but they kind of just stow it in the entryway and lock the door behind you uh, for this auxiliary gate. Uh, and he says, I will watch over these if you'd like to enter the main chapel. As he kind of ushers you this way. Full party drag. Uh, you enter... Zach, scroll up. This super gaudy cathedral. Um, Sun-stamped floors... Clerestory lighting, large columns, pews. It's nothing like the church that you were shown um, in Barovia. Uh, the shattered temple that just kind of was all trashed. This is a place of knowledge and power and you know clerical rites. Standing at the pulpit is quite possibly the largest creature you have seen 
in Barovia, outside of the you know the black swordsman on the um, drawbridge, the Grand Inquisitor himself. Marius, how do you proceed? Let's see. We, we, we are being escorted into this place. Yep, you oh, came in through a, a side entrance and into the main chapel. Is there any way to tell uh, what this man looks like? Uh, besides the mask, you said he's a large, imposing man. Can I tell what the race? Is this a giant? Quite possibly. Uh, you've seen giants in your travels and read of them. You know, giants stand roughly... 30 to foot range higher sometimes if you're talking about cloud or storm giants uh he's bigger than burn by by a lot you would uh in dt terms he is um a huge creature large creature large creature yeah uh four by four uh he he stands about 12 feet tall in full armor he has the black robes of office the white mask has a huge two-handed swords that kind of dwarfs burns uh as he stands at the pulpit kind of reading over this book that is probably too small for him well step into this room i guess and just wait i'm curious as to why i was summoned uh, besides our friend Taurus, I, I take a look around. Do I see Taurus anywhere in this room? You do not. This is the like the the main chapel area. Uh, it's huge. There's statues and all this wonderful work that has been done over months and months, potentially years, of pouring in resources that you have not seen anywhere else in Barovia. Uh, the the taxation alone to make the pews. I mean, they're they're not just wood. They're embossed. They have uh, like frills and uh, scroll work in them, uh, little sequins laid into the seat, uh, things that you wouldn't have think would be easily obtainable in a place like this. Uh, the Grand Inquisitor will kind of look up from his comically small pulpit made for like a normal-sized man and uh, step down from it uh, and gesture to the pews as you he beckons you forth. I'll step forward a bit then and say uh, good day to you. Uh, I, I assume you are the Grand Inquisitor of this temple? He nods. I am Brother Marius Rudori, a priest of the Night Mother. You say Night Mother and he, uh, he as tall as and imposing he is, every minute gesture he makes is very visible he kind of clenches his left hand as you say that and then kind of like relaxes and, and flexes it and he says there's I have summoned you to this place greetings brother how fair is the night mother she is troubled I, I have recently had dreams that brought me to the land of Barovia to see what is wrong with my my deity. I'm actually trying to find that out. Do you know something? I know a great many things. But as for your deity, no. She is not of whom I worship. 
he kind of gestures around uh, to the, the sun with these masks that have been hung on everything almost mockingly. He says, our, our god of light has risen and we will ascend out of this hellhole that is Barovia. And we will return. Do not spread your gospel here, brother. Your night mother is poison. My night mother is poison. She is a protector of those in the dark. While well, as your deity seems to be a protector of those in the day. We're that two sides of the once. same coin. No. No longer. Your deity was a protector of night. Of shadow, of darkness, the sky. From my understanding, she has fallen. As so you say yourself, your deity is troubled. Yes, that is the case. I am looking for someone. Maybe you'll know of her. A uh, creature that goes by the name of Baba the Saga. In fact, I have heard of her. The Swamp Dweller. A hag. Sorceress of great power. Where might this sorceress be? South of here, though I doubt that you'll actually make the travel. She will kill you, as she has killed so many of our kind. So you've sent people there? We've tried. What is this swamp, then? Find it for yourself. This is a formality. We are the church. This is our domain. This is our town. You will follow our laws. Do you understand? Speaking of those laws, um, I have a question. Yes. Our, one of uh, our my associates that I was traveling the road with uh, was taken into custody. Oh. May I ask and see him to make sure that he is okay and give him any food, water, or religious requirements that he may desire. No. I assure you he is alive. The voice kind of booms for the first time in this whole conversation. He committed heresy. He lied. He refused to smile, which is the only way to ascend in a town like this, to escape the devil himself. He is mine. For now. You would he is also marked by the Strahd himself. And you say that you ally yourself with this creature. I said an associate. One that I traveled the road with. I did not know he had this mark upon him. Have you tried to remove it? Have you cast a remove curse? Maybe he is afflicted. We have. It has not been removed. But I'm sure over time we can redeem his flesh and bring him to the ways of our order, as we have so many others. What does it require to release him from his imprisonment? Time. 
days, months, years? Do you have an exact amount, Grand Inquisitor? Is there something else that I can call you? What is your, your name? I am Marius. Who might you be? You may address me as my formal title. Give me investigation. Sure. Or perception. Insight? Insight. I take that. I have insight as well. I'll do an insight roll for you. Uh, I have a 10, because that does not provide me an advantage. <sighs> you, you have a really hard time kind of trying to pick up this figure, the robes, the mask. One thing you do pick out, um, unlike other inquisitors who you whose face you can kind of see behind the mask, right? The this porcelain white mask with this weird large smile on it, these slanted eyes. You can actually see the human underneath. This figure is almost like wrapped in shadows or cloth or like something different. Um because when he speaks, he doesn't have the impairment of wearing like a baklava or a bag or cloth or you know it's not lined it's as if whatever is concealing him is directly from the mask itself um his movements are very like not not imposing you would say but to the point where he noticed that you're watching him and he has kind of forced to relax himself mm. and you get that, that he is not asking he is telling so i gather well, Grand Inquisitor, is there anything else you require? I have heard told that you came from the town of Barovia. We have not heard from Father Donovich in some time. Do you know his whereabouts? I do not know his whereabouts. If you see him, send him my way. I will make sure to mention this next time I see him. All right, yeah. Um, he kind of gives you an open palm gesture, uh, which is essentially, if you don't have anything else, you're dismissed. I do not, and... I will begin to start walking back towards the doorway that led us to where we deposited our weapons before. Okay. Bernastolos, uh, before we leave, do you have anything you'd like to add or question? I definitely do not. It's time to leave. <laughs> Stolas yeah, is going to cut her out of here very awkwardly. If, uh, if able, I'd like to see, hmm, how, how watched are we? Um, pretty watched. You can make out, kind of, just from Zach's screen here, for those of you watching, there are two guards in the center way, uh, where you're standing. There's double doors over here. Oh, come on, ping. Oh, there we go. Over here. 
there seems to be a guard down on the bottom left who is uh, watching over this doorway. You have the, the two guards that were outside, one that has moved to the right, kind of where you came in from. And then way in the top right, there is one more um, guarding what you would guess is probably the bell tower, uh, based on looking at the outside of the building headed up. Hmm. Okay. And we don't hear any other noises amongst this place being in this Grand Chapel Hall during this conversation? Strangely, you do not. You don't hear breathing. You don't hear cries of pain if terrorists is being interrogating somewhere. It is eerily silent. Thank you. Uh, at which point, then, I, I do not have anything else I desire to do. It's time to leave. <laughs> okay. The three of you return through the entranceway that you guys came. You are reissued your weapons and ushered out the side door, uh, which is closed and locked behind you. Uh, and then that one Inquisitor stands guard at that door instead of returning back to his main post at the main entry stairway. And you are free to roam as you so choose. I think it's time for us to head back to our, our lodging. Uh, Should we and I, gather I, all I, that wine along the way? I, that would be a venture outside the town that would take some time, I believe. I don't know if that's something we are ready for. Let us go back to a private space where we are no longer watched. And maybe Ozthal will join us. We can inform him of what we've discovered. Okay. You I'm going to keep a very close watch that we are on whether or not we are being followed on our way back to our inn. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because um, I mean their heads swivel to watch you as you walk away, but periodically posted through the town almost militantly, as I had stated before upon entering the town, uh, these inquisitors seem to be. Everywhere, right? right? Like, uh, where there's groups of guards. And you'd probably estimate a town like this, maybe, if you're lucky, has 30 guards. Um, and they, they are post in tandem with them. One, two, and they watch you. As you walk, their heads turn. They're aware of who you are. Somehow, right? Information has spread. Time has spread. And that... Is it? As you return to the Blue Water Inn. You walk the outside stairs, return to your room, I'm assuming? I will go and uh, grab some food and bring it up to the room. Okay. Um, layer, token layer. You enter the Blue Water Inn. Uh, Danica is no longer behind the bar. In fact, it is, you would assume, her husband. Uh, he issues you a meal without saying too much to you. Uh, there is this half-elf gentleman just riffing it on the guitar, or the lute, uh, in the main common area. Uh, playing for all to hear as music goes. And some commoners kind of milling around. 
Uh, you're given your nightly meal, uh, which is this kind of delicious potato soup um, served with little hunks of beef. Uh, you've been informed that if you want something different, they do have wolf steaks um, that are available. I'll, uh, them. I'll take a, a, a bottle of wine uh, along with five glasses if you have them available. Yes, yes, of course we do, says Irwin. Uh, he introduces himself as the uh, other patron owner of the bar. He says, I have two vintages. Do you have a preference between the two? One's a little bit more expensive than the other. Of course, we're out of our best wine, unfortunately, but I hear that <laughs> sometime soon you will be taking care of that. Which, thank you, ahead of time, of course. Uh, what are the, the two that you have available? Hmm. Yes, the two wines I have available are... Searches through Dungeon Master Binder and Notes. Uh, Red Dragon Crush, which is going to be our fine vintage. And Little Seedling is our smaller vintage. Uh, it's quite common along here, you know. We'll take a bottle of the Red Dragon Crush. That'll be ten gold. I will provide you twelve. Thank you. Hmm. He nods. And uh, as he hands you this bottle of wine, he hasn't really made eye contact with you, but instead he kind of is very intriguingly looking at your wings. Uh, which, you know, being that they're new, you're probably not used to yet. Uh, tucked behind his left ear is a black raven's feather. And he kind of just nods and finally makes eye contact, handing the bottle over. Nah, well, thank you. And uh, the food smells delicious. Have a good evening. And then I will head up to the room. Uh, I'll invite Irina inside if she is in her room to our portion as we have our, our discussion once Osol returns. One more thing before you go back up. Um, the minstrel while playing also does not take his eyes off of you. Uh, he seems to be very intrigued into A, <laughs> your wingship, and B, the interaction between you and Erwin. I am a new person in the town. Apparently we are the talk of the town. So I don't take much mind of it. But I'll step out the front door and then go up the stairs to my room. Okay. You return. Uh, sometime later, Ozal returns. Looking... How do you feel, Ozal? Your snake ship? I feel good. Yeah. Proceed. Hi, what do you do? Welcome back, Ozal. Those Thank are you. some mighty fine clothes that you have. Have I got them oh, my Sorry. Sorry that I missed our meeting. I was delayed. Uh, what news do you have from the chapel? Well, things are not good. I was invited there as a formality to speak to the Grand Inquisitor that uh, I not spread my religion in the town. First, uh, let us take a look around make sure uh, that no one is spying upon us uh, as I'll kind of look and see is uh, anyone in the area or can I, I see Marius. anyone 
Marius. Flying on us. Marius, perhaps it would be better if we went into... And I'll pull a rope out of my pack and uh, kind of gesture up towards the ceiling so that we can have a private conversation. I think that would be wise. Let us do that. Okay, and I and will cast uh, Rope Trick, and I'll let Marius finish, and then I'll read the spell. So is it a uh, ritual cast for you to do this, or...? Uh, no, this is going to be just a regular cast. We're at the end of the night, so I'm Roger. okay to use the spell slot. Um, uh, rope Trick, you touch a length of rope that is up to 60 feet long. One end of the rope then rises into the air until the whole rope hangs perpendicular to the ground. At the upper end of the rope, an invisible entrance opens to an extra-dimensional space that lasts until the spell ends. The extra-dimensional space can be reached by climbing to the top of the rope. The space can hold as many as eight medium or smaller creatures, and the rope can be pulled into the space, making the rope disappear from view outside the space. Attacks and spells can't cross through the entrance into or out of the extra-dimensional space, but those inside can see out of it as if through a three-foot by five-foot window. Anything inside the extra-dimensional space drops out when the spell ends, and it lasts for one hour. Good old rope trick. So I will cast rope trick, and then gesture to everyone to climb the rope. Uh, and after I gesture, I will lock the door from the inside of the uh, of our private room. Perfect. And then we'll climb inside. I'll begin pouring glasses of wine for everyone. There's something wrong with this town. These people are oppressed and abused. This new religion that has taken over the chapel is disturbing. Did they you happen... Go ahead. Did you happen to see uh, Taurus? I did not. And I made it a point to try and spot him if I could. Um... The place was eerily quiet inside the temple, so I was trying to listen to see if I could hear any of sounds, if he was being beaten, abused, and I heard nothing. The Grand Inquisitor is a giant of a man, twice the size of Burn. My goodness. Hard to read. Did he and make any threats against us, or...? He... No, no, nothing direct. Follow the rules. Do not spread your religion in the town. I asked about our acquaintance, Taurus, and uh, he will he be being... released uh, in three days, as the innkeeper said? They did not uh, give us a specified time. They said that he refused to smile. My bet is, is he's being difficult and they're going to hold him as long as they want. That sounds like Taurus, always being difficult. Um, how is the the security in this place that he's being held? Did you notice any flaws that we may exploit? I did not get an opportunity to see much. I, I did not have the time to cast a detect magic to see if there was any protections on the place. I can only assume there is. But there's a good number of these people. <sighs> Cody, how far is the um, the temple from where we're at now? Um, Let's 
go to the map? That's a really good question. Um, let me pull you over. So what I will do is I will pull a couple things from the DM layer. Token layer. Probably like halfway across town. Okay, about, two, about half a mile maybe. Uh, I mean, it, not that big. Uh, well, yeah, roughly, yeah. Marius, would it be worth using Vor to surveillance the the chapel to see if he may exploit any flaws? Vor is your new pet. Vor has always been my pet. He once took the form of an owl, a snake, and now. And I'll blink the Tressum back into existence. But he can become many forms. A spider, perhaps, may uh, may be under the radar. May be able to sneak in. A lizard, perhaps. A cat, a raven, a bat. Anything you think that may blend in there. You could attempt it, but... I don't know how good their security is. The uh, concern I have is that their friend is being converted to whatever their belief system is as they are forcing all of the other people in town to do the same things and they fall under the the rule of this baron we should meet this man get the picture of what his character is like yes I was actually sourcing some new robes so that we may appear a bit more up to par with the upper class of this city. That's why I was delayed. I see. Maybe a few days before those are ready, but in the meantime, is there any... When, do, when, when is the, um, the festival... Do we know when that's happening? Did he mention anything? There was a Blazing date. Sun? There was a date on those posters that we saw. Um, did they have? How? What's our actual time frame? Glorious yeah, so, master. Uh, approximately two days from when you enter the town of Loki uh, is what I have written down. So you have a couple days before the festival actually takes place. It's called the Running of the Bear. Uh, um. <laughs> Not quite sure what that is, but uh, the Golden Sun one seems to be a, a couple more days off. So um, you can, um, it seems to be taking greater preparation, but you guys haven't really dug too far into that. Let's say you burn. How 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 big and how strong do you think his men are? His men? I don't think they'll be a problem, but him. He's going to be tough. I think there is a number of probably 40 or 50 of these men are inquisitors without, with it, throughout the town. It wouldn't be wise to start something on open field. We would be surrounded and slaughtered. Marius, probably, probably not 30 or 40. 
your estimation maybe 15 to 20 still large still still a significant number to us maybe we should see what this baron is like and find out why he has decided to house these individuals yes they they do not wish worship the traditional morning lord of barovia what god do they worship I, Dungeon Master, would you mind reminding me the name? I have forgotten. If you have to ask, it's the wrong one. <laughs> That's a good good response, Burn. Uh, you you get the assumption they actually didn't explicitly say, uh, and I have done so a little bit on purpose. But you did mention it earlier, and I had asked you for it, but you I didn't did. respond to it, me on it. Like the sun it is God? some form of Lathander. They believe that he has risen again, uh, the Morning Lord, as he's referred to in this world. It's not explicitly put in Curse of Straw that it's Lathander, but... Um, you, this, this, this Morning Lord, who was thought to have died off, supposedly they are granted power through him uh, with their divine right. Hmm. Let's see. So... Did any of you find uh, any place in town where we may sell some of the items we've found on our travels? We didn't find such a place at the apothecary. What were you trying to sell? Uh, in one of our earlier travels before we found you, I've come across a gold ring that I may need to part, as well as a crystal ball. Um, I'm a bit short on the gold that I need for the robes that I ordered. I did not see a jeweler of any kind on my road up to the northern portion of town. How much gold do you need, Ozone? Uh, perhaps 100, 150 gold should be able to purchase the finest robes the uh, tailor has to offer. I did purchase some potions of healing. We have two in my inventory, and I believe Stolas brought some for the party as well. Yes, I bought... So that should help us in our travels as we, in case we get into any sticky situations. Wait, didn't we just get 200 gold? How do you not have any? Well, it cost us 200 gold to get our fake, uh, you know, passports? I don't know what they're called. No, but when we brought her here, we got 200 more gold. Oh, maybe I forgot to add that. You also spent some on potions, too. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I spent 120 on potions. That's why. Yeah, there you well, go. That's why. Dingus. Well, these are potions that we will need. Perhaps maybe it may save your life, Burn. Or mine. I tell you what, Ozol. I'll swing you the 150 gold. boy. Thank you. Marius, if I may ask a favor from you as well. What is it that you require, Ozol? Is it possible to send a message to the tailor that we have been able to come up with a budget of 350 gold for the finest robe she can offer? I mean, you could just walk about there, could you not? Eh. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could. I mean, it's, I mean, you could just do it. it. I mean, it, I do not have that spell prepared today. It's also everybody, in town. Everybody the the sending spell is meant more for 
sending messages across the land. Very well. Zach owes me 150 gold, everybody. Speaking of which, the message when I tried to get in contact with Gertruda really was very disturbing. Count Strahd responded to me. And what I'm did he say? I am concerned. He he knew that we had uh, interacted in the uh, in the windmill and killed most of the hags, and he knew that we were on the road to Velaki. But that message was supposed to go directly to Gertrudra, the young girl. And instead, he responded. I am concerned that maybe she is with him. That is concerning. Burn, I, I might have missed it. Did you say anything about your encounter at the stockyard? No, not yet. I was waiting for a good time. Okay, sorry. Well, what is our plan for the, the next couple of days? Should we surveil the chapel should we I mean I, I don't know if anyone else has any thing they need to do Marius I see your armor's missing perhaps you've been able to find a uh, a smith I did at the correct anvil a uh, wonderful smith named Slag was able to uh, he's going he's currently modifying my armor for me so that's why maybe tomorrow it will be ready I will be much more confident than Pursuing some sort of action once it is taken care of. I'm concerned, though, for our friend. I think we should prioritize trying to get Thoris out of the situation he is in. Um, Do you feel it... safe doing that now, or would you rather wait for your armor? I would prefer to get the armor, but... is <laughs> Unfortunately, he's the one that is good at... Uh... <laughs> Very true. Quiet operations. Uh, Marius, I do have the ability to make one of us invisible. I think that would be very useful for stealth. I also have a, a cloak of, uh, what the hell is it called? Disguise? Yeah, a, uh, Marius, isn't You, you have that? the magic hat. Stolas, are you still in human form in this bubble? I am still, unfortunately, in human form. <laughs> <laughs> you could stop focusing on the spell and drop it should That's you want to. It's true. So Stolas drops his spell. I don't know how any of you can live like this. It's horrible. I, I much prefer you in this form, Stolas. Thank oh, you. Yes, the hat of disguise. You've had this this whole time. And you've never said anything about it. Uh, I had to go through the gate <laughs> with my wings and like have be stared at by everybody in town when you had this item readily available, Burn. What do you mean? <laughs> I could have looked like my former self or I could have looked like one of the normal people. Yeah, well, Stolos could have done it too, so... Well, Stolas did it! He transformed himself and looked like a normal human being! We, we, must, we must turn to look at Stolas. And there's like a, a human guy just like pecking at his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. 
Yeah. Well, okay. So so we have this available to us. Uh, so yes. that's two, two people that could disguise themselves. Yes. Yes, and we also can make a third invisible. And mm. Vor could uh, change forms as well. Okay. Um. We need a distraction. I have an idea. We are able to... Let's hear it. I want to hear your ideas, yes. Burn. Let's hear your idea, Burn. I was in the stockyards earlier. And there was a big, great wagon. I'm talking four times the size of ours. And there was a creature inside of it. Big enough to rock it off of its wheels. It had big, sharp claws. I'm not sure what I saw. But perhaps... <laughs> Maybe if we let it out, it'll cause enough ruckus that we can go by unnoticed. Hmm. I like this idea. Was it chained up, or did you get any sight of what it may be? I couldn't see what it was. It was inside this wagon. The last thing we'd want, the last no thing we'd want to do is unleash a, a a monster or a dire wolf on the town. But you're right, it would give us quite the advantage to cause a distraction. And I may uh, supplement the distraction with various illusions of sounds uh, to further disguise our surveillance. Hmm. And who knows, maybe we make a friend. Marius, can we check in on your armor to see how the progress is going? We can do that tomorrow, as it is getting late in the evening, but... Maybe Slag will have it ready at some point tomorrow. Um, so here's my thoughts. We have Stolos able to ca to disguise himself how he wishes. We have this hat uh, that allows someone to transform themselves as well. Um, I believe it requires attunement, so you'll need to spend some time focusing on it. And then you've got your... Vor, how close do you need to be to cast this invisibility on someone? Uh, that's a great question. <clears throat> I must be able to touch it, though Vor can also cast it on whomever he touches, using the crystal. Are you able to transform Vor into any other smaller creatures? Uh, Vor can become many forms. Uh, I will list them, and maybe if there's one that sticks out, uh, we can choose that. An so Mirage. Oh, please. And you, you're able to see through his perception as well, are you not? Yes. So here, here's my thoughts. We cause distraction, like Burns suggests. Try and get the Inquisitors to leave the temple a bit further. Since Stolos is able to disguise himself... Uh, maybe you could disguise yourself as one of these creatures, or as one of the Inquisitors, in order to go inside of the temple. Since we saw that your form did not drop inside the temple, we can assume that there's no magic that removes illusions. Place uh, the familiar, uh, Vor, within Stolas's form, since it creates a illusionary height, get Stolas close enough to wherever Taurus is, 
and have Vor cast invisibility on Taurus and get him out of there. I think this plan works very good. Marius, the conditions inside the temple. Did you notice any rats? I did not see any such things. That place was immaculate. It was eerily devoid of dirt. It seems that all of the taxpayers' money has been going into producing this new temple that just finished renovations. I suspect Perhaps, that people are oh. suffering because of it. Perhaps a very small spider could enter and make its way through the dungeons without attracting too much attention. I can't I imagine have an the dungeons. Objection to this plan. Yes, Stolas. Your Why objection is that you to have to go. Elf? Because Again. you, <laughs> because you, are able to fly faster, you are sneaky, and you have. Besides, Stolas, you save him. He's gonna owe you one, and once you just love having a poor, helpless knife ear under your thumb. Hmm. You make a good point, Burn. I like the way you think. It'll take me about an hour to change Vor's form, and it would take Burn an hour to uh, attune to the magic item. So we may be ready to go in as early as an hour. Do you have the uh, invisibility spell prepared today? I do. Okay. I do not have everything that I would like to have. I would, In case things go to combat, I would like to cast silence once more to stop them from being able to cast upon us. And you don't have that prepared now? I do not have it prepared today. I will need to, to rest to prepare it. Well, should we execute this plan during day when their god is the most powerful or under the cover of night uh, I think it would matter or not within their own temple whether it is day or night during the day there might be more roaming about the roads and the streets versus at night they might be holed up in their home that is true so perhaps the day may be better I think so along with causing the distraction that Burns suggested. Alright. Well, let's take a night. Rest up. Prepare ourselves. And execute the plan. I will need to consider my spells wisely for tomorrow. Marius, perhaps you should visit the smith and ensure that your breastplate will be ready for tomorrow. What time or of day is it message. now? It's nighttime. Nighttime? At this point. I will take a stroll and see. Uh, well, actually, I need to speak to Danica. Uh, I'll step outside of the, the rope trick and go down to the uh, the front hall. Marius, if you are going out on the town, I'd like to visit the uh, clothing maker and inform her of our new budget. Perhaps I, you'd like to go with me. I'm going to check and make sure that it is not a curfew in the city before we go wandering the streets at night. 
Very good. There, there are these rules that we still have not heard. I need to get a, a complete list of them. It would, it would be wise to make sure that we're not breaking any laws trying to go places in the evening. So, I will uh, go back down to the inn okay. and see. Uh, is the what was the ah. husband's name? It was. Switch tabs. He's labeled on the other tab. Is Irwin or Danica running the uh, bar at the moment? Uh, yes, Irwin still is. Uh, excuse me, Irwin, and I'll kind of lean in and begin to whisper. Uh, one thing that we forgot to ask whenever we were coming into town, the gatekeepers mentioned the laws of the city. Do you happen to have a list of them or know them that you could tell me? Um, the bar is pretty full at this point. And uh, he looks up at you and then nods to the minstrel who starts playing louder. Like, a lot louder. And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's in back. Let me help you with that. Uh, and he's like, Danica, take over. Danica comes out from the kitchen and takes over at the bar. And he'll take you over, actually, to the, uh, the stables. Yeah. And... Uh, Still, oddly, as you kind of walk around the building, there's a still a few ravens kind of nesting in the roof uh, as he takes you behind to the stables where Trundle's at. And he begins kind of taking care of the horse that's back there in Trundle. And he's like, that's a very dangerous question you're asking in a full room. These people would turn you in just for the money. You know that, right? Are the laws not known to everyone? The Baron changes depending on his mood. The big kick he's on right now is that the only way to leave Barovia is to make it a happier place. Well, what are the current laws of the city? I mean, is there no stealing, no killing, no... Yes, the standard laws that apply in every city. No stealing, no theft, no murder. On top of which, any person not caught smiling in the crowd by either an Inquisitor or the guard will be turned in and subject to what is the word they use in this tongue uh, reformation re reformation something like that they're taught a lesson and made an example of okay well, what about is there any laws against roaming the streets at night there is a curfew Although, uh, there's less men on duty, more on the gates, uh, more inquisitors trying to check people as they come in, but it's it's risky. Interesting. What is, uh... Is there anything else to be known? Anything like, don't walk on the left side of the street? You know... 
he kind of shrugs. He's like, I, I do my best to stay out. This place is my sanctuary. I run the tavern. I keep my nose clean. And kind of chuckles. More or less. More or less? What, what do you stick up your nose? <laughs> he laughs. He slaps you. He's like, come, I have duties to attend to. Maybe later. Well, thank you, everyone. I appreciate that. And I'll return to the others. So, there is a curfew. Uh, also, we might not want to go wandering too far from the end. I imagine, considering how dark it is, the shops will be closed. I'll go at the first light tomorrow to the uh, smith. Yes, I will join you as well before the heist. I don't think we should call anything such a thing at this point, now that we are outside of your rope trick. Yes, I agree. Cool. So, I will see you, or I will begin to start getting ready. Actually, that minstrel downstairs sounded fantastic. Let's go and see what he has been playing. If anyone cares to join me. I will uh, put on some evening clothes and leave most of my gear up in my room. Uh, minus carrying my uh, dagger that I leave in my boots. And go downstairs. Uh, this hat that uh, we were provided. Uh, may I borrow it, Baron? Of course you may borrow it. I'll uh, take some time to attune to it then and uh, place it on my head. At which point I revert back to what my previous form had looked. I have, have my dark hair, my tan skin. Uh, I turn my eyes to a uh, dark brown. The wings are hidden as I have disguised my form with disguised self. And the hat has also turned from a hat into a bandana that wraps and covers my hair backwards. Keeps it pinned up. Cool. So, just to clarify, what is your plan going forward? We're going to try to break Taurus out. So, Correct, but how for the viewers? Because you guys talked a lot about a couple different directions. What's your so, solid plan? Uh, Burn is going to go to the stockade and begin some sort of distraction with whatever the creature was on the, uh, in that wagon that he mentioned. With whoever wants to help me. I, I will, I'll go and help you because I don't have any reason to go anywhere else. Uh, the, then Ozal and Stolas, Ozal viewing through his familiar is going to send Stolas in. To go and get Taurus. Taurus, since Taurus is able to disguise himself at will, and we saw that his form did not disappear, can disguise himself as one of the Inquisitors and enter the temple and try and find Taurus. Once he finds Taurus, Ozal, through his familiar, is going to cast invisibility upon Taurus, and then they will bring Taurus out. Hmm. A little smash and grab action, huh? One thing, maybe if I can give a bit of meta knowledge, I also have uh, disguised stuff that I can cast, so I can actually be in with Stolas. 
But you cannot maintain concentration on two spells at once, so you wouldn't be able to make uh, Taurus invisible and disguise yourself. Is disguise self a concentration spell? I believe it is, but I'm not 100% certain. Let me check. I think it is. Yeah, it's not ah, a concentration It is spell. not. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I just checked. I don't think it is. You could do that as well. That will give us more magic that we may cast if things get sticky. That it could. All right. Well, I'm going to... I guess I'm not going to enjoy the music downstairs. I need to begin changing Vor's form for the next day. So I'm going to go back to the room and uh, begin ritual casting Find Familiar. I think the form we settled on was a spider. Okay. Hey, it, yeah. Go ahead, Max. I was going to say, I don't think that will matter, because, I mean... The, oh yeah, the that's cat can just it just just blink out. Yeah, okay, I, I guess I won't well, need to do that. No, because uh, when if Stolos makes himself a foot taller, then the cat bird creature can just sit on his head as part of the illusion. Well, the cat can be. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't need to change the form because it can become invisible at any time. It it just blinks out of existence and then blinks back in as an action. Is are you talking about whenever you dismiss it from the plane of existence? Oh. Wait, let me look it up real quick. But what I'm saying is the disguise self spell specifically has, like, wording that says that yeah. just as an action you can temporarily dismiss your familiar it disappears into a pocket dimension where it awaits your summons. Alternatively, you can dismiss it forever. When but it was temporarily dismissed, you can cause it to reappear in any unoccupied space within thirty feet of you. So you can it, it it can blink in and out, but for free. You, but if you permanently dismiss it, then you have to recast it. But you could only bring it back within like a certain range from you, what within I thirty was, feet. Yes, exactly. But what I was trying to have you do is stay outside the temple and view through the eyes of your familiar, so that way you're safe and not uh, hurt, could not going to be affected by whatever happens in the temple, and then you can. Because you can use your vision, right? Your your senses through the familiar. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's that was what I was thinking. So we can do that way, too. That yeah, way that's fine. You're not in any mortal danger if they start attacking. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm down to be in there too. Though. That would be fun. But yeah, sure. By all means, whatever you think would be better. If you want to go inside, then do that. Just yeah, let's be careful. Try that. Okay. Let's do that. Sounds good to me. <clears throat> so, who is starting where, and how can I help with the map? Uh, I guess I'm I'm pretty much done until the next day. I would I say I know we talked about it, Cody. The seventh hour casting of Mage Armor. I don't know how you wanted to rule that. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh. I, I think we already talked about it, and I said yes, but there was like a... Seven hour limit? Yeah, something like that. Or no, it's yep. more than that. But yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, during the seventh hour of my long rest for the night, I will cast Mage Drummer. So for us, prep-wise, first thing in the morning, I will be going to the Armorer, 
to see if Slag has finished my armor, or if I can expedite it by any way. Yeah. Um, Max, roll me D100s. How many D100s? Just one. I also need to go to the clothing smith beforehand. I rolled a 28. 33. Uh, Slag is not quite done. He's like, uh, should be finished around noon. Thank you. Uh, that will work out fantastically, Slag. Thank you. I will be back at noon. Um, can I go to the clothing smith or the clothing sewing person? Yes. Uh, you walk in, the girl behind the desk, he's like totally back. I didn't think that you were going to have the money to pay. So, like, do you have the money to pay, or? Yes. I believe the seamstress said it would be 350 gold for the finest robes that nobility can wear in this town. And I have well, it Well, I mean, not the finest robes. It's like mid-tier nobility, but yeah. I'll get them for you. Well, she said it was 200 for mid-tier nobility, 300 for top-tier nobility. Yeah, but not the finest in the land. The finest that you can offer, though, I believe. No. That's actually reserved for the Dark Prince himself, Strahd. He comes in here a couple times a century, supposedly, as myth holds. And, uh, gets clothing. So what price will this cost me today? 350 gold pieces. Alrighty. And I'll hand over 350 gold. Okay. Your voice makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, me too. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And are, are they ready for me to take now, or do I... Am I taking yeah. these later? They're, like, folded, like, really, really nicely, actually. There's, like, a um, small wooden box that has been made for the clothes to go in, on top of which kind of has, like, this uh, paper that is almost, like, foil on one side and then just standard paper on the other. Uh, and it's got, like, some really nice red ribbon on top. Uh, and they're perfumed as well. They smell delicious, like lavender. Wow. Do they include a bottle or no? mm -mm. No, there it. is, however, a rose uh, for you to put into your little outer robe pocket. Gotcha. Should you want to. Thank you. I will give a long sweeping bow and leave the shop and head back to the inn. Um, Cody, I'm going to text you a list of the prepared spells that I had overnight, and I need to reroll portent also. Yeah, reroll portent. That's important to reroll portent. And I'm also going to, wow, as okay. I'm. Get back Thanks, to the um, to the the inn. I will uh, rewind the watch for the day. Yeah, uh, my two, two portent rolls, uh, rolling two d twenty, is a one and a nine. Perfect. Hey, good debuffs. Cody, yeah, can definitely. you check Facebook Messenger, please? Facebook. Yeah, that's where I sent you the uh, spell list that I prepared for today. Okay. Um, man, my internet is chugging. I'll look at that in a second. Cool. 
Well, I'm done with everything I need to do today. <laughs> I will uh, come back and say noon is when my armor will be ready. Afterwards, we can proceed. Very well. Uh, Dean, it's funny you say that. We'll talk about that after the show. Uh, he, he asked if that was a good use of said creature in the wagon. Uh, yes, this is very creative. I love it. This feels like Grand Theft Auto Five, to be honest. I was, I was like, I don't know how to bring up this creature, and then it kind of just popped in. Hell yeah, man! Organic, best kind of bread. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So, we, Marius, you go back and get your armor. It has slits cut in the back, albeit it's not super great. But he did a pretty good job with what he had on hand. Uh, the leather doesn't chap your wings at all. The armor plates have been slid and riveted together uh, to make cutouts. Um, putting it on, your wings go through like a glove. Fantastic slag. This is excellent work. Thank you so much for your working through the night to get this completed. <laughs> he kind of shrugs. He's like, it's not hard. We don't sleep. Well, even still, you are a fine craftsman. Thank you for the advice earlier. When I make my way that to this Argandos hold, I'll make sure to bring you back some materials. Of course. Good day. Bring back a uh, set for me, if you don't mind. I have some modifications to make. I will try to do that for you, friend. Uh, I'll head back to the end. At okay. which point, I would like to do one casting of the augury before we commence our operation. The augury spell, I will ritual cast this, so it'll take 11 minutes to prepare it. And I whip out my Taraka deck of cards. I cast these cards into a pattern and divine tool, requesting an omen from my deity for... A specific course of actions that I plan to take within the next 30 minutes. The DM chooses from the following possible omens. Wheel for good results. Woe for bad results. Wheel and woe for both good and bad results. And nothing for results that aren't especially good or bad. The spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome. Such as casting of additional spells or the loss of grand of a companion. If you cast the spell two or more times before completing your next long rest, there is a cumulative 25% chance for each casting after the first that you get the random reading. The DM makes this roll in secret. <clears throat> so, the question I will propose to the, to the gods is, will our rescue of our friend Thoris go successfully? You, you're the only person in this room right now, correct? I do not know if there are anyone else inside of our room in the end. Because I, I doubt they can read Taraka cards. Yeah, I, you'll see why I ask in a sec. Ozal went to go pick up his clothes. Stolas, what are you doing before I answer? Oh, I was thinking of uh, purchasing a bottle of wine for something later. So I'm downstairs. Okay, perfect. And burn, you're either with Stolos or headed out to the tiger? Creature in the... Fuck. In, in the wagon? Yeah. Cool. As you are casting this, Marius, you're focusing intently, you're drawing upon the cards, 
the card starts to flip and you see woe begin and as before the card as, as you know as you flip it it kind of like uh burns itself into the card revealing itself uh an impression if you will like a psionic impression or a religious impression upon this card to divine your future as you do that the door slams open and you hear a man topple into your bedroom uh and as the card finishes it goes from woe alone to wheel and woe as this older gentleman accidentally falls into your room well who are you and why are you barging into my room oh I'm sorry hey my mistake i thought this was my bedroom and who is uh, this older man you realize this man wearing this uh like ringling brothers get up is rectavio the bard oh you're the minstrel that was playing last night in fact i am a curious sight you are wings one day no wings the next and then wings again Apologies for barging into your room, uh, Rictavio, famed bard, uh, literature, poems, haiku. I am Marius, and this is Byrne. Stout fellow, he kind of is holding a cane and he kind of taps it against your armor, Byrne. Ding, ding. Hello. Uh, apologies, I have seemed to have caught you in a card game of sorts? Yes, you could say that. Deception. It is a card game, but sure, I will provide you a deception. <laughs> oh, okay, well, no, you're fair. Uh, might I be dealt in? I, I do have some free time this, this afternoon. It, it is a solitary game that I play. But, uh, we are actually leaving. Oh, intriguing. May I join you for the jaunt, gentlemen? I don't think we care for you to be a part of our business, but, uh, maybe you know a few things. Tell us, what what do you know of this town, Octavio? Quite a bit. You hear many things as a minstrel in the tavern, the only tavern. Um, many things brew. Go ahead and roll D100s thrice for me, Maximus. I have a table of rumors. I have a 12, a 45, and a 53. 12. You know, it's interesting. As I was walking about before curfew was impl implemented... I happened to be stumbling past the Burgermantor's Manor, and there were purple flashes of light from a solitary room on the top floor. It's quite strange and perverse. I also uh, saw direwolves uh, being slaughtered outside the south gate. But, you know. Uh, and I've heard that Isaac Fellow has quite the estranged past with the... Uh, Orphanage, but the demon arm and all. Although, from what I've heard tell, you've not had a run in with him yet. Demon what a shame arm. that would be. That is a curious thing to say. 
Oh yes, it's quite ghastly. Cursed and black, nobules and veins. It's actually larger than his original arm, from what I have been told, though I am only a humble bard. I do not embellish, though, nor do I jest. Well, Say, do you know anything about uh, this wagon at the stockade that has some sort of creature inside of it? I don't know what you're talking about, Insight. I will roll my insight for you at a 25. Um, let me pull up mystery. Shift tab. Oh, I gotta be on the right layer. Come on, Cody. Um, charisma. You get the sense he is dodging the question. So you do know something. <laughs> Preposterous. I'm but a humble bard. What is inside that wagon? What wagon? <laughs> uh, you, look, you look over his outfit and realize on his left hip he has like a whip. <laughs> um, and he kind of is like trying to like slowly shuffle it kind of back on his belt so it's not protruding as much with his half cape uh, but he's doing a poor job of concealing it I'm just a humble man making his way through this world playing a music and a song for those who will listen how did you come to this land then Rictavio that is a very interesting story one I'm afraid I do not have time for <laughs> you're playing cards how rude of me he stands up Baron, would you please close the door? <laughs> My pleasure. Alright, Rictavio. We need something from you, as you seem to be dodging the question, and you were obviously eavesdropping on our conversation before. Eavesdropping? That's quite the ghastly... Mm. So you would think. He's, uh, he kind of cracks his neck a little bit, and his hunched posture uh, of an old man becomes extremely confident as he takes his staff in both hands. And uh, sliding his hand kind of from the top of his cane and into his sash. And he says, you really want to do this? Are I'm you sure? Tr trying to find out what you desire and why you were spying on us. It's just a man who likes stories, and you're an interesting person. It's not every day you see a Vistani with wings, let alone a radiant glow. Or wow. a giant metal man. I assume Goliath from the looks of you, but I'm not quite sure. I'm not actually made of metal. No. Shop as a to that me, one. I've never seen you take your armor off, Burn. <laughs> That's true. Shut up. Tell me, the fellow that was captured that you came in with, the from what if I heard correctly, you were being he's being held at the church. Uh, something about a mark of straw. Do you serve the devil? Or are you his minions? We are not his servants, but obviously you were spying when you just told me you weren't. Mm. To know this Let's much. Know you hear a lot of things in a tavern, people talk. Hmm. 
Sometimes too loud through a door. I suspect that you have other magics about you. I'll uh, look at yeah. him closer. Does he have any magics that upon him? I can't really cast that now, could I? Not the original cast. Um, hmm. uh, persuasion. Sure. I'll provide you persuasion. Normal persuasion. A 22. I'm rolling very well today. You are rolling. That's, I mean, it kind of makes me a little scared for what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, you know, just the provincial. You appeal to him. What do you say? So, you obviously know much. We need to get our friend out. We are not uh, agents of the devil. We have met him on a on one occasion, and uh, we're trying to rescue our friend. He taps his cane on the ground, and the circus performer outfit that's very flamboyant fades away. Uh, his elven features fade away, his loot fades away into a crossbow, uh, and he has this large kind of golden necklace with a ruby inset into it. And he looks at you and he says, Yes, and you seem to have brought Irina. Strahd's, what is it, love affair, affection to this town? Stand out like a sore thumb. And you'll use my tiger as a distraction. Interesting. Ah, so you do own the wagon. I do. Well, we were hoping to try and rescue our friend. But by using the beast to cause a small commotion in town. I guess I will have to help you. Though, I'm not sure about your friend. He might be better off dying, but I will help. He saved me in a poor spot. I could not leave him to a fate such as what he is going through. He sticks a hand out to you and he says, Van Richten, Dr. Rudolph Van Richten. May I make a history, history roll to know who this man is? Uh, yes. Right. You may I also will... make an arcana or religion roll. I'll do religion. A, a secondary roll. A religion 8. My first was the history is a 5. I have never heard of this man. You have not. Burn, you want to gather a guess? Hmm. Uh, no, no, I've never heard of a man who owns a tiger. Except... Wait a minute. Religion, oh, history... The old hag said something. Which hag? hag? You call you call every woman hag and winch. Which one are you referring to? Silence, Marius! You dumb winch! <laughs> <laughs> you ignorant winch! Uh, the woman at the stables, the hag. She said that... Oh, what did she say? Cody, can you remind me? She said who owned the tiger. The counts or something? No. 
She said that it was owned by Rectavio or alluded to it. The circus performer, I believe, is the exact wording she used. Hmm. Which he just admitted to owning it. No, she she is a like a verbiage, like the the like the I'll have to go back and listen to that because I think you're hiding it, but you I will give you this though, Burn. What? What did you say, Stellas? I said you could try rolling for it. Uh. Like with religion or? Yeah, I guess. Let me do that. <laughs> oh, religion is for something completely different. Uh, so, uh, history and or it's intuition, insight. You could do history or insight. Well, insight's kind of a stretch, but I'll allow it. History or insight, and then roll a religion check as well. Perfect. You recall a couple of things. First of all, the name Rudolf Van Richten sounds familiar. You remember hearing something long ago about a man who hunts creatures. For a living, being that you're kind of, you know, this rustically hospitable guy, you're also, you know, kind of that sellsword-esque slash paladin, wandering paladin. You know, you pick up stories and you hear things. But the thing that sticks most in your mind is the words of Madame Eva herself. Um, you recall that when she was describing during her tarot reading that you would find an ally in a time of need. Now, you're not sure if it's him for the man you're looking for tinkers in a tower alone, hungry for revenge, but he seems to know an awful lot for being just a man in a tavern playing music. But upon hearing his name and reaching his hand out and not seeing either of you really respond, and he says, the vampire hunter, Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. Dr. Van Richten, it is nice to meet you as I'll stick my hand out to shake his. Uh, though I've not heard of you. Shame. I thought my exploits were quite famous in Barovia. I am no new to this area. It's my first time in my homeland. Ah. I see. Well, how can I assist? What do you have available to you? <laughs> he just kind of smirks. What don't I have available to me? What do you need is the better question. To locate our friend. We don't know exactly where he is. He pulls out a journal and begins flipping through it. So... As best as I can tell, a couple things have transpired. One, the father, Lucian, has gone missing after a failed attempt at the orphanage to quote-unquote exercise a demon. Two, the child in question was his, not page boy, but uh, man-in-waiting servant in, in the chapel itself. Uh, trying to, I think, he was trying to attempt to give this boy a better life than what he had in the orphanage. He was turned to stone upon the failure of this exorcism. Three, this smiling god 
Inquisitor shows up, and I have not been able to get into the church to do any investigation, although extensive magics used to lay on that, and it appears they do not any longer. So, I would say our common enemy is the Inquisitors. Though I don't fancy burning down a church that was just built. I don't either. It's a pretty building, but I think we should figure out what's going on and see if we can rescue my, our friend. No. Then I... Hmm. I tell you what. I shall create a ruckus, one that only the bard can create. I will create the most dazzling light show and music display ever seen. I will have my tiger wreak havoc on houses, and then I will run for the hills. Understood. And what do you desire from us for your aid? Only that if you get the chance to kill Strahd, come and see me first. And where will we find you once you leave town? Uh, he pulls out a map, extremely detailed, and kind of points to an area northwest, uh, west of Volaki. And he says, there's a solitary tower here. Uh, he looks at you, Burn, and kind of tuk -tuk, knocks your uh, chest with his cane. And he says, well... Shall we be on? We can be. Thank you. He'll uh, kind of straighten his duster, uh, slap his cane on the ground, and return to his guise of Rictavio. Did you hear that, Vernon? He has a tiger in that wagon. I told you it would have made a good distraction. That's still going, Tool. Maybe we could go and help the others then at the temple. Right, let's let's, let's keep an eye on him. See if it happens, and then make sure we make a swift way over to the temple after once he begins. Okay. Um, if you're not on the Blue Water Inn on this giant map, let's go ahead and do so. I need to pull a couple things over. Also, we should probably roll... Oh, I'll roll initiative in just a second. Apologies. Uh, mixing and moving layers. Um, it was all. Or... Yo. Marius or Burn, do you fill them the other two in on your story? Or the modifications to your plan before things start popping off? Oh, yes. I was no. not in the room, I don't think. No, oh, sorry, no. I was from Marius, uh, but yeah. I would like to try and catch up to the other two and tell them what we what just transpired. Yeah, that's what Marius said. He said we were going to go meet up with the others. Okay, so... Marius, are we ready to execute the plan? 
Uh, there's a, a slight modification to it, but I believe it will turn out well. Uh, Bern and I will uh, be close at hand if you need us. Are you able to, to be outside of the chapel in the event we need help? We will try and find the place. Thank you. All my preparations are done. Okay. So, walk me through... Your preparations are done. Stolas, you got a bottle of wine. That's correct. While Octavio or Van Richten is headed out, you know, halfway across town to get this tiger, how are you proceeding with your plan? Or are you waiting for a distraction? Um, I think I'm just going to go ahead and, and cast my spell to look like one of the uh, Inquisitors and walk my way down the road. Perfect. Yeah, it's easier than you thought. Uh, being that you don't have to make a facial expression, uh, oh, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of getting the the clothing isn't too hard. It's you know really flowy drapery clothing, kind of what you would normally wear as a warlock, right? Um, or or are you naked as a bird? I actually have never asked you. Um, Stolas well, like, has armor. Yeah, I mean, visually, I kind of created my little icon with armor, but. I just um, made a Stolas on Fira Forge. Yeah, it's probably light armor, so that way it's in keeping with my my new uh, my new race. So right, okay. But yeah, he wears clothing. Cool. Yeah, you are able to make your guys. Marius, you are also disguising with the hat, or is that burn? I would be disguising with the hat to conceal the wings, but. Uh... At this point, I could try and disguise myself as, say, a uh, normal peasant within the town and burn. So that way we can potentially try and find a spot on the other side of the street from the church. Somewhere that we can visibly see them, maybe relaxing under this tree over here. <clears throat> In case they need us, we can respond quickly. Marius... If you do not hear from us within due time, perhaps you can send us a telepathic message. And I unfortunately did not have the time to prepare that spell. As or God damn it, Marius! I, was like, I chose other. I chose other pertinent things in case we needed to fight. Stolas, you have a woken mind, right? Uh, oh uh, yeah, I do. I do have a woken mind. What that do? Oh, let me what find the little thingy here. Teach me. Yes, where are you? There it is. Boom. It says, starting at first level, your alien knowledge gives you the ability to touch the minds of other creatures. You can communicate telepathically with any creature you can see within 30 feet. You don't need to share a language with the creature for it to understand your telepathic utterances, but the creature must be able to understand at least one language. Perfect. Um, there it is. Download. All right. 
So, are you kind of acting as an intermediary for these people? What do you mean? Yeah, I'm confused. Still us? No, because you can touch the minds of your compatriots. Yeah, I think, uh... Was Ozal still coming with me, or are you, are you not yeah, going to do that? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going with you. Okay, so if we have anything to kind of relay towards each other, you'll be the closest one to me, because I have to be able to see the person, so I won't be able to communicate with anyone outside. Gotcha. The church. Stolas, I believe we should wait for this distraction to take place. Perhaps we can get some guards out of the temple. And uh, in that ruckus, I believe we can swip, uh, step in unnoticed. I think that's a good place to start. I have a backup plan just in case things go south. Alright. Oh my god, that's a saber tooth. <laughs> Shh, don't spoil it. God damn it, Zach. I thought okay. it was already wreaking havoc. No, not yet. Okay. You guys wait approximately an hour uh, before cries from down the street of something large prowling the city. Um, followed by which... Token layer... Oh, wait. Uh, you hear roars and cries and then really bright flashes of light um, as these alchemical flasks are <laughs> being thrown on rooftops, uh, gathering the attention of pretty much everyone in town uh, towards the Burgermaster's home. Um, also, after the flasks stop, fire begins to spread out as part of the town begins to burn good good um you think that's probably the signal as you see the smoke start curling uh you hear the cry of two arms um chaos ensues there's people running trying to get in their houses uh saint andrew's church uh, those of you who are watching make stealth rolls for me as you are trying to be kind of incognito in this uh, crowd, you will have advantage in doing so, being that you are both coordinating with Awoken, Awoken Mind and on top of also having advantage of the chaos of the crowd as these Inquisitors begin to pour out of the church to bring order to whatever's happening. Happening. Two, 14 for Marius. I, well, it would be a normal roll from the armor and the... Uh... Oh, that's right. So it would just be a, a 14, right? Yes. 8 for burn. Stolas gets 15. Stolas, as you are getting closer to the church, um, one 14. of the guards, um, kind of, or one of the uh, inquisitors looking at you, tells you to stand post! Uh, and you kind of are gently brushed aside to hold your post in front of the chapel. Um, Ozal 14, they kind of run past you. Burn, you draw the attention of the Grand Inquisitor himself. And he points to you and he says, Sell sword. How much? Oh, I'm, I'm flattered, but no. How <laughs> much? <laughs> 
distractions. Two thousand. One thousand. Jeez, nice. <laughs> Fifteen. He says, I will not argue again, or I'll just deputize you on the spot. Fine. Cool. You and the Grand Inquisitor begin running towards this fire. Oh, yes! <laughs> Dean, you did it! And we got a thousand gold! <laughs> um, cries of, of fire and panic go up through. Um, Rictavio and this tiger begin moving... Oh, well, I guess they were here from the fire. Begin moving through the streets, trying to get out of the way, drawing the attention of the people. Now, let's go to St. Andrew's Church. Yeah. Great plan, by the way, guys. Boom, boom, boom. Is this is this is he, when the is, is he in the guise of Octavio whenever he is doing this, or is he? He is. Well, actually. I'm, I'm going to retract that statement as the Dungeon Master. You don't know he's across town, but you would assume because he True. left True. in the guise of Rictavio. Through. Thank you. Um, throughout all this commotion, I assume not just the Grand Inquisitors getting involved in this, but perhaps others as well? Yes, there were quite a few Inquisitors that kind of poured out through... Um, Is the... Um, has the door been left open? There is still one guy at the door standing next to Stolos, who is in the guise of one of the Inquisitors. Oh, come on, man. Okay. Sorry, stand by. Um, and you're gone. See, Burn, you're not here, but we'll leave you on the map so you can see. I guess you can watch on Zach's screen. GM Lair. Those all, you're here. And Stolos, you were standing guard. You see, well, I guess, Marius and Ozal. Before we start combat, you see two men standing at the entrance of the chapel. Well, I'm also in disguise, so am I not in disguise? Oh, shit, I totally forgot about that. Um, Ozal, you are stationed inside. So, Marius, you see two men outside. How do you proceed, Marius? I am awaiting patiently in case anything, any trouble begins to arise from inside the temple. So, I think that uh, everything is going well if I'm not seeing any panicking or whatnot from the front door or anywhere else. Oh, sorry. They have already exited and fled. Uh, about five Inquisitors came out. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, and the Grand Inquisitor have already left the building. Ozal was told to stay put. Ozal, there was a guard, uh, one Inquisitor across from you who was also told to stay told to stay put. Stolas, you were walking up to the temple and were told to stay put. Uh, with this other guard who was getting ready to go, but then was told to stay put. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything that I can do. So I will continue to monitor from across the street underneath the, the tree and just watch. Okay. Uh, that goes to Stolas. Stolas, do you do anything or are you just hanging out? 
No, Solus is just sort of checking himself out, see how he looks in this outfit. Yeah. The uh, Inquisitor next to you says, Stop fidgeting. My apologies. God. Newbies. He rolls his eyes. Ozal. Yo. What do you do? Um, so this is my first time in the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... So I'm inside the temple. Stolas is outside. We know Marius is outside. Um, I shall ask the other Inquisitor. Brother, should we not aid the Grand Inquisitor? He has chosen his selected few. We are worthy to wait inside the chapel upon his holy return. Okay. Um, this is going differently than I thought, so... I, I mean, I guess that, that's what he's telling me. That's fine. Um, I need to get Stolas in here, though, so we can start um, kind of figuring out what's going on. Um, I'm gonna... Let me just double check here. Let me do some measuring. Cody, is there a spot that I can cast a spell of 20 feet that's not going to affect me from here? Yeah, you can go on the other side of the pillar. Okay. Uh, can you ping that spot for me? I need a 20-foot radius. But I don't want to get into another cone situation, so I'd, I'd oh, let you God. just tell me where... No, no, that's a serious thing. I, I don't want to to misplay this. And... Here? It's right here. Uh, you. Oh shit! No, because you. Because of how close you are to him, there's not really. I mean, I guess here, if you made where my my finger is, right, go down one square. Mm -hmm. Does here? that twenty foot radius hit you? Yeah. Let's see, twenty, twenty, twenty. No. Nope, I guess I don't understand 20. how that's twenty. Uh, it's approximating for the squares, right? Or no. I guess... Because I think we have to do snap to corner, right? Not snap to center. That was oh, the big hang-up last time. Yeah, because if I do snap to corner, then this is fine. Let me make this super easy for you. Remember when I said the doors were 60 feet? Tall? Tall. Cast it in the air? Cast it in the air. <laughs> okay. Um, I, um, I will like cast... over here. Against, yeah, against gonna, this wall and... Yep. I'm going to cast sleep. Nice. What level? Um, insight. Before you make a de insight, determination. Yes. Let me do that. I got an 11. Uh, these are some hardy boys. Uh, you think that they're not going to be a pushover off of anything super low. So you want to make level your two. shot count. Uh, I don't know. How many levels you got? I got three. No. Mm, I'll go level two. Okay. Uh, so sleep is um, the spell uh, sends creatures into a magical slumber. Roll 5d8. The total is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range 
are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, starting with creatures that have the lowest current hit points. Each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the sleep ends. The sleeper takes damage or someone uses an action to slap or wake them. Uh, so it is 5d8. So let me roll that. Uh, 25. You hear a thud from the other side of the door. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, did you hear that? Are you talking to the other guy? Yeah. He's like, yeah, so what? Do you think the temple is under attack? Well, now I do. Deception. Uh, sure. Or charisma or performance? Let's see, deception, performance. I'll do a performance. I got a 17. Do you think the temple is under attack? <laughs> really selling it? Uh, he's like, oh, uh, just kidding. Oh, God. Uh, he's like, I don't know. You're the new one. Go check it out. Okay, and I will uh, walk to the door and open it. And um, I imagine at this point we'll see the kind of like the al alchemy effects in the sky from where we're standing, perhaps. Yes. You see Taurus has a well, who is being what presumably carried um, to a different area or something. You're not quite sure uh, has fallen unconscious on the ground as you enter the door. Oh, where, where exactly am I at? You said... Uh, you were on the other side, sorry. You were here? Okay, so I see Taurus. Doorway. Boop. I just wanted to make sure everything was alright. We thought you may over. have been attacked. Help me, help me get him upstairs. To the Ministorium. Okay. Sure. Is he breathing? Uh, he probably passed out from exhaustion. He took quite the beating. Okay, I will let, I will let our other friend know that I will be relieved of my post temporarily, and I'll just kind of gesture fine. through. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Come on, pick him up. Okay, I will pick him up with the, uh, the other guy. Okay. And uh, I guess I'll follow his lead to where we're taking him. It's not letting me move my token anymore. Yeah, sorry, you're stuck in a wall. I'll move you. Whoop. Uh, the other one's like, what happened? He may have fainted from exhaustion. Can you open the door for us? Yeah. He goes over here. And he opens this door. I'll move you in. Uh, you look at me and said, the stairs are kind of tight. Oh, gosh, dang it. The stairs are kind of tight. Why don't you take him up? I'll stay post. Very good. I'll grab Taurus over my shoulder, I guess, and begin dragging him up the stairs. Alright. Here, I'll drag you. Yep. Yeah, if you could put me where I need to be. Um, are there any windows outside? There are. Ooh, no, I moved to the GM layer. There are not any windows in this room. You walk up three flights of stairs that spiral up. And into a small study. 
uh, slouched over in the study is what looks like a father. He has uh, this large golden sun. He is completely asleep uh, as you get Taurus up there uh, and kind of slouch him against the other books. You have found Father Lucian. And is it's just me, Taurus, and Father Lucian in this room? Correct. Okay, well, I'm going to... Uh, is there a lock on the door? Um, yes, sorry, I did not describe this room at all. So it is a very small study, essentially. The lock was in the lower door. Uh, you think that this is probably Father Lucian's private study, and he should be in the chair. Um, is he the, bound, or he's just sleeping? He is, like, comatose. You go over and pick his hand up, and it just hits the table. Um... The windows in here are teeny tiny little slits, like that let in sliver of lights. Um, mostly just like accent, like tiles. Uh, and you are actually kind of on the southwest-ish tower. Um, there's not enough room to squeak out. And Taurus is badly, badly beaten. He's bruised. He's naked almost. Like he's not wearing any of his armor or any of his weapons. He's just down to the loincloth. Uh, he's got cuts and, like, whip marks. Uh, he's taken quite the beating. For the potion of healing, does he have to be conscious to take that, or can I just, like, pour it in his mouth? Um, roll medicine. Sure. See if you can finesse it down his sleeping gullet. I mean, you might drown um, him. That's another thing, too, right? Um... Okay. 16? 16. Uh, you think it would be better if he was conscious, but you might be able to heal him a little bit. Uh, it's going to be kind of a slow process of, like, gently tipping small amounts into the flask and kind of massaging his throat down to get it okay. on him. Or you could yeah. just, like, sprinkle it on him, you know? Um, sure, I'll, I guess if that's the best way to do it, I can do that. How much okay. would that heal? 2d4 plus 2... So 2d4 plus 2 is 5, plus 2 is 7. And I'll okay. subtract a potion from my inventory. Does he become conscious? No, he's still asleep from your effects. Okay. Um, and this r room, is there, like, any sort of, like, bars on the window? Like, can you describe, like, anything yeah, so that's, that's here? Uh, to your left, where the arrow is, the little stairs, you see the little line in between the blocks? Yeah. They're teeny tiny stained glass windows, enough to let in Claire story lighting or like a uh, mood lighting into this room, uh, each with kind of the sun's uh, symbol in it, blue, purple, yellow stained glass. They're not big enough to fit through. You are too big to get out. Okay, and leading up to this room, did we see anything else? Like any other windows that were big enough to get out of? Nope, it is just a stone passageway, essentially a spiral staircase up uh, with the equivalent of three flights of stairs. Uh-huh. Um, am I able to cast Vor out the window, or do I have to break the window to do that? To, like, you blink probably, him out? Uh, is it line of sight? Uh, 30 feet from a place you can see. I mean, yeah, you could squint through the window and boing! How, how tall are we? Are we three stories high, you said? Yep. And... Can you can you bring me the outer world where I can see like where everyone is? Yeah. You would be the equivalent of standing here. But up. 
and in. If that makes sense, okay. you'd be like right here. Um. Huh. Okay. I guess I'm gonna in my turn so I can let Dini or um, Marius take their turn, but I like where I'm at right now. Okay. Uh, Marius. How long of a time did it take for him to do the what a, whatever he just did? Uh, five minutes have passed as more fire spread through the town. Uh, guards are being rallied from multiple gates and being like diverted. Um, yeah, it's getting messy. That's not good, but we still haven't gotten our friend out. So I continue to watch and observe, see if there's anything going on. Okay. Um, Burn, you are with the Grand Inquisitor, and you are chasing this crazy-looking man who is riding a saber to an armored saber-toothed tiger through the streets uh he has pulled out what looks like old bottles of wine and is lighting them and throwing them on buildings and then telling people get out there's fire uh he also seems to be casting some sort of like uh digitation or some similar spell creating loud noises and warnings and flashes of light and he's moving extremely fast while mounted on the back of his tiger do you do anything to hinder the catch of this foe. No, but I want to make it look like I'm trying. Okay. Uh, oh. Performance, man. Uh, or, like, persuasion or deception. Give me some sort of charisma skill. Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess I'm screwed either way. Oh, it's not natural, yeah. but that's a 20. Uh, yeah, describe how you're how you're doing this. Uh, I guess maybe like I'll lunge when he gets close and like somehow like slide off or I'll take one of my lances and as I throw it, I'll, some, I'll just barely miss, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm, giving it, <laughs> I'm giving it all I got without giving it all I got. You're, you're able to kind of meet uh, Rudolph's eye on the tiger, and he sees you, and he gets kind of this twinkle under his glasses as he sees you. Uh, and he kind of gives you the nod. And as you lunge, you drive your sword into the ground, pinning it uh, and bracing it, allowing the tiger to uh, kind of pounce off of the sword and onto a building uh, as he begins to kind of weave his way out of the city uh, with this distraction. And the Grand Inquisitor's like, you did it on purpose. And you're like, no, I just fell, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, worthless cell swords. Uh, as they begin to kind of re-divert. Um, Actually, I'm worth a thousand golds. He looks at you, he's like, you'll be worth nothing if you don't catch him. That wasn't what I agreed to. Uh, he takes, you know, running off. Stolas. Uh, one of the guards kind of peeks out and he's like, uh, relieving you of your post. And he says, alright, time to change, your turn to deal with the prisoner. Great, thank you. You are let into the chapel and there is a man right here outside the door. He looks at you, he's like, ah, prisoner fainted. I, uh, 
Zach, will you bring Vor on to the table? And then I can uh, kind of move him. Yes. Or I, I, I can do it. No, I got it. Oh, there we go. I was like, why can't I see anything? Yep, just, yeah, you, you, he's clipped into a wall, so if you want to just grab him. Yeah, I gotcha. Prisoner fainted, is what he says. He's taken enough beating for the day. What do you do, Stolos? Zach, uh, upstairs you can hear voices kind of drifting uh, through the open door. Above the third floor that we're at, or below? From below. Up okay, upstairs. gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I can take post here if you'd like. Yeah. I'm gonna go bust into the old man's sacramental line, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Have fun, friends. You want some? Come on. I'll get you a drink. I'll catch up in a moment. Alright, I'll bring some back. Uh, he heads off towards the office where you guys were earlier. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna peek into that room. Yeah, you peek in and there's a stairwell leading up. Okay, I'm gonna go up there. Okay. Since he uh, mentioned the prisoner being in here, I'm just making assumptions. <laughs> yeah, you walk up three flights of stairs uh, and bump into another Inquisitor who seems to be kind of rifling through Tyrus's naked body. Having fun? Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> Stolas, we need to break. No, no. Oh, well, well, I thought we it's know It's fine. You have the mental bond. It's fine. I let it go. Okay. You're good. Stolas, we need to break through this building, and then we can get Terrace to safety. Is it possible that your Eldritch Blast could cut through this brick? Um, maybe, but it might cause a lot of noise. But with the distraction in town, maybe that's not such a big deal. I can also create an illusion of sounds outside the window, perhaps to cover the sound of the blast. But yes, okay. I believe I believe we are able to get it, tear us out of here. But we must be quick. What is going on downstairs? Uh, we have two men outside the front door. One uh, in the main chamber drinking wine. Perfect. I will cast Minor Illusion and create um, a mimic of the apothecary sounds that we're hearing outside, albeit slightly closer to the chapel. Can you create sound with Minor Illusion? Uh, yes, you create yes. a sound. Its volume can range from a whisper to a scream. It can be your voice, a beating drum, or any other sound you choose. So you make apothecary noises? Well, explosion sounds, right? That's just like fireworks are going on outside. Oh, that's not an apothecary, but okay. Uh, oh, I thought you said there was like fireworks going on outside. There are, but that's not what an apothecary is. Oh, I thought that's what you said. You said there was like, you said there was some kind of sounds. Yes. I'm gonna mimic those sounds, whatever they're called. I was confused when I, I thought that's what I thought you were saying. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, they are loud, like. Uh, 
they're, they're essentially fireworks, right? I thought you meant like a magical spell is making that sound, but yeah, that's fine. Yes, so, they are. Stolas, yes. you have a Stolas, you have one minute starting now, and I'll begin casting Minor Illusion. Okay. Uh, Marius, above you, um, through one of the stained glass windows in one of the kind of upper towers, you hear <laughs> as this concussion uh, is odd. Typically, a sound like this, uh, something you know, impacting or exploding, would would give you some sort of force of wave, but it's just the audio behind it, not necessarily the actual concussive force, uh, which draws your attention to the upper tower. Uh, and you also see both inquisitors look up towards the office from the outside. Do they do anything else? Uh, they begin to talk to each other, but it's really hard to tell what's happening with how loud it is. Alright, well, is there any damage or anything to the tower itself? Nope. Why don't you give me uh, perception, investigation, see if you can maybe make out something through one of the tiny windows of Ozol whispering his magical needs. Of course I can. I'll provide you a perception. I have rolled a 19. 19, yeah. You can make out the telltale blue glowing crystal that sits atop Ozal's staff, kind of illuminating outwards, giving just a little hint of light through one of the clear pieces on the stained glass area. And you recognize its faceted, shining form. Hmm. That's the signal you bet. Yeah, it is a signal of sorts, but there's not much spell-wise I can do uh, to assist them in getting out of that place. Um, do I see any doors or larger windows from the exterior? Not at this level. Or at that no. level, I'm sorry. There is above the... Uh, on the third st or what would be the third story above <laughs> the really big doors that the two guards are standing in front of. Uh, or Inquisitors, uh, there is a stained glass image of a sun, but that's more or less lighting for the interior, you know, of the chapel, like the grand entrance. So it kind of cascades color on the floor and whatnot. Okay, I will continue to observe then, but there's not really anything that I can do from here. To assist All them. Right. All right, uh, burn. Uh, Rudolph has headed all the way to the eastern gate and is attempting to get out. Uh, being that he has caught drawn so much attention to him, uh, he is being forced to retreat. Smart. Um, do oh, you... Over here. Anything you want to do to either signal your group or try and help out where you can? Um, whatever keeps the, um, the big guy off of my scent. Yeah, I mean, that's just you charging straight in, right? Um, yeah. 
probably at this point, uh, well, not quite a third, but a fair amount of the house is on fire. Um, being that he's uh, used all of his resources is the opinion you get. Uh, and he unravels a handkerchief and throws it in the air as uh, a mist begins to form behind him uh, from the tiger, kind of shading his escape. Damn it, he got away. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. Cool beans. Uh, Ozol and Stolas. You gotta make a choice, my friends. Did the Eldritch Blast work or no? Uh, roll damage. Uh, okay. Where is my. Oh, here it is. Moise. Ten force Ten. damage. Uh, yeah, it begins to crack the wall. You would get, uh, you'd get, you'd get two, two rays as well, being 5th level now. Uh, Eldritch Blast increases the number of rays as you grow in level. So now that we've hit 5th level, your cantrips are better. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Jeannie, your question was, can you push it 10 feet? Yeah, you know, like... Because uh, that's part of my... Uh, one of my... Uh, what was it called? Um, Invocations? Yeah, I don't remember. It was Agonizing Blast, I think. It also pushes 10 feet or something. I, I love where your head's at. 100% I'm on board with you. My only, I guess, potential beef uh, is that these mortared walls, I mean, these are thick stone. You're talking, you know, four or five foot blocks. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. That are well fit together. So, so what so happened no. to the blocks? Uh, they are cracking on your side under the the assault of this uh, blast, but you think you're going to need something stronger to get through them than what you got. But she's supposed to roll two d10, right? So, right. Go ahead and roll it. So you have to roll. A I got I got health points on my side. It's okay. it's a second it's a second attack with fourth. So he gets she gets he gets two rays. Excuse me, as I'm correcting my genders. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I just have to roll one d10 extra? Uh, roll the attack normal. Like, uh, click it again. Oh, okay. Where did you go? It's a separate right. ray, so essentially you get to do two ray attacks for one action. Oops, that's the wrong one. Sorry, my character sheet's not loading right. Here we go again. Okay. Five. Five more points. Uh, Ozo. Um. Let me see. Which, uh. Where are we. Which wall are we attacking, I guess? Can you show us, Dean? I was assuming the one. Leading out. Leading out, yeah. Okay, stand back, Stolas. And I'll sort of... You said the father's asleep, so I'm going to place him away from the wall. Okay. And I'm going to pull out the Wand of Lightning Bolts and cast Lightning Bolt against the wall. <sighs> there it is. All right. Uh, <laughs> roll it. 
Uh, 24 24. Damage. Perfect. So that's a total of 10, 12, that's 14. 30, 39 points of damage so far. Yes. Ozal, it's smoking. You can see a hole, a crater uh, from where your lightning bolt hit. <laughs> uh, Marius, you see a streak of lightning just come out. <laughs> The side of the wall uh, blasting out a small bit as it begins to fracture. Both Inquisitors look up and then rush inside. At which point, as they rush inside, uh, I'll begin to fly up to the side of the uh, tower to prepare myself and grab them or help them get out. Okay. I will make sure I'm not directly in front of where the bolt came out of. I'll position myself to the side of the tower. Um, actually, if I, if I land on top, if, is there anything noticeable on top of the tower? Any doors or hatches? No, not at this level. Is it made of stone or wood? Uh, the roof itself uh, is made of this fine shingling, uh, kind of like um, clay-formed shingles uh, with stone and wood reinforcements. Okay. I will... Uh, change my appearance with the hat of disguise to look like an inquisitor standing on top of the tower uh, just so that way I'm not easily identified okay and uh, uh, now that I'm within 30 feet I'll, I'll mentally whisper that uh, inquisitors are heading up to the tower now be faster nice okay whose turn is it now uh, Stolas, this wall is almost gone. Ozal did a good job. You're about 10 to 15 damage away from it crumbling for a spot that you can get out of. Let's do it. Sweet. Let's give this a shot. Okay, seven. Uh, Marius, that goes back to you, top of the corner of the... Wait, don't I get to Well, she gets twice? twice. Oh, twice. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. Yay. Apologies. Three. That's ten. So close. Okay. You said it was Marius' turn now? Yep. No, I don't have anything that could help remove the stone at this level, so I'll be ready. Um... I think now's the time, after, as soon as you break down the, do the door, to uh, prepare that invisibility. Okay. Yep. What what condition are, is Taurus in? Because I Taurus can't see. Taurus is fainted. He'll need help getting down. I can carry him. Very good. Alright, Ozal, you get one more turn as you hear... Um, them clearing the first, second, and almost to the third story. They're rounding the corner up the spiral staircase to come get you. Okay, I'm gonna cast Lightning Bolt again. Uh, just 32 damage. Yeah, it explodes, creating a, a 10 foot hole. Uh, you kind of give it a little whip on it, a little souse. Uh, it's just utterly. Marius, you see this hole get carved out as rock and dust are blown everywhere, glass pieces. It's open. All right. I'm what going to... Can I, can I free action grab Taurus? Like, pick him back um, up? You can, like, move in front to, to do that, but you have used your whole action to cast a spell. 
No free action to pick him up. Sorry, Sorry bud. Okay. Whose turn is it? Oh. My turn as we clear the stairs. Oh, one more attack, come on. So, Ozal, does 17 and critical 20 hit you? So that's modified 17 they, to hit. How are they hitting me? The door's locked. Short sword. They're short sorting the door or they're short sorting me? Uh, one of them has gotten up the stairs to thrust at you, good sir. I'm inside the room, though. Right. Look to your bottom left. Do you see him? So they open you the door is what you're saying? First, yes. The, there's no door. The first door is only... Well, first of all, it was not locked. It was at the base of the, the tower. And then there's the spiral staircase that came up. So this they is kind of like a playroom? Like it, there's no, like this is like an open area? It's like a study. Yeah, it's real small. But you've created a hole where that blue line is. Okay. Wide enough to get yourself Taurus out. They have gotten... They've used their whole action to sprint up these stairs and have gotten to you at the start of their turn. He attempts to stab you with his short sword. Does 17 and 27 hit? Okay, give me one second. Let me just double check what I want to do. Um, let me look at this. Um, I'm going to cast shield as a reaction. It's going to use a first level spell slot. The 17 will not hit me. The 27 will hit me. But let me just uh, double check. Yeah, that should be... Uh, I guess I misunderstood where, like, kind of where we're at. Otherwise, I would have done something else. But yeah, that's fine. So the 27 Great. will hit me. Alright, you were dealt a total of... Is it broken up so weird? Oh, because of the poison. I, also I don't take poison damage. Ho ho! Okay, then you only take 12, 12 piercing damage. Okay. So, I, I guess, can you can you ping the direction that these people are coming from? Because it's just like a square that I can see. Like, I guess can oh. you use that little arrow thing to show me, like, kind of where they came up from? So that can I can understand what's right going on. Uh, no, 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 I, no, I see, I see them, but like, are they coming from beneath him or to the left of him? Because I, I totally misunderstood what this room was. So it's a study. And a like tower. they're coming from here, right? Right here, I'm moving off. You see the ah, uh, I see right the arrow. Okay, up. yep. Okay, that makes per Thank you. That's all I needed. That makes. You're good, sense. bud. No worries. Okay. Yep. Um, so I'll take how much damage? You said twelve. Twelve piercing. Um. Uh, uh, I shouldn't have taken that. I should have done something else. But yeah, that's fine. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That puts me at 24 hit points of 36. Perfect. Okay. All right. Uh, that is your turn. Wait, that's my turn? Yeah, I, the other one can't attack because he is on the stairway underneath him. And on a spiral staircase, uh, in my mind, I don't think that there's enough room for them to jockey and get around each other. You're saying that was, it's now my turn, correct? It is now your turn. 
Okay. Um, how does fireball work down a spiraling staircase? Can I hit both of them and not hit myself? You're going to hit everyone in the room. Probably not a good idea, I take it. Uh, you would kill <laughs> at least two people. Chief among them, you know, being Taurus. Probably, probably me. And <laughs> probably Taurus. Now, for lightning bolt, it's a straight line, so can I just lightning bolt the guy in front of me? Or no? You can, but it's going to hit the wall behind him, not the... Well, yeah, it's not going to hit the second yeah. guy. Or would it spiral right. down? No, it doesn't spiral down. That'd be fucking cool, though. Oh, that would Maybe be Maybe with, like, chain cool. lightning. Probably Cone of Cold or something, probably. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's fine. I'm going to use my third charge of lightning bolt. Uh, against the guy that's right in front of me. And, uh... That's going to deal 29 lightning damage to him. Damn. Damn. Uh, I get a dexterity saving throw. Yep, you get a dex uh, for half damage if you're successful. And I'm going to, before you roll it, before you roll it, um, okay. I'm going to, let me just check my bio real quick. Uh, I'm going to give you a nine for your roll. I... Plus four is... Is that nine total, or do I get to add my... It, repl you know it replaces the roll, but I believe you get the plus <laughs> Nope, that's fine. Nine, he fails. He takes the full 27 damage and, like, reels back uh, from your hit. Okay. Is he wearing anything flammable? Does he fall down the stairs? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Did he have a good No. Breakfast? If he had a push, that would be really cool. Maybe with like an Eldritch Blast, he could do push his robe, down the stairs. Do his robes uh. catch on fire or his mask on his face? His mask does not, but his robes do begin to <sighs> ignite. Beautiful. Gotta love that polyester, baby. Yeah, baby. Okay. And that's going to conclude my turn. Okay. Stolas. Yes. I'm definitely going to try to push him down the stairs. Oh, yes! <laughs> So it's kind of a small room. Are you gonna? You get might behind... hit me though. <laughs> Are you gonna get behind Ozal and give him the like shoot over him or something? I guess you're a small creature. You're a small creature though, Stolas. Remember. I am a little guy. Yes, you can move through him very easily and then fly up because this room has a ceiling. Wait, uh, see, if I'm, like, in disguise as a human, my wings are technically still there, so I can fly? You are the same dimensions as you normally would be, but look filled out uh, as an Inquisitor. So, I mean, theoretically, yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't shift or change. It's illusion magic, so you have this yeah. other form, but you're still normally you. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I'm going to just sort of sneak my way over so I don't hit Ozol on accident, and I'm going to try to push this guy down the stairs. Uh, okay. Good luck to anyone behind you. Jesus yeah, Christ. make a contrasted... Ah. Oh, no. Oh, yes! Okay. Uh, two... Let's see. 13 does not hit for AC. 25, though. 25 does, and you push him 10 feet, uh, toppling him on top of taking 8 force damage. Minus 8... Uh, you hear him crumple down two flights of stairs, and you hear another Ugh! as he hits his buddy who's on the stairway. And then you hear them both tumble to the very bottom of the staircase. That's hilarious. In a heap. And they are now both prone. 
Excellent. Way to go, my friends. Alright, let's get the fuck out of here. Alright. Uh, Marius, that's your turn, bud. I will, uh... They will see an Inquisitor start to crawl in through the opening of the, the tower. As I, I come into this spot here, but I can't move myself there. Oh. I will move you. I'll, uh, I'll grab Thoris, and quickly, we must get him, and who is this other man? This is the father who's gone missing. Let's get him out of here as well. Make sure they're both invisible, and then we'll fly them out. Alright. I will... I'm going to use invisibility, cast at level 3. And that's going to make Taurus and the father invisible. And uh, that'll be my spell. Uh, I have a question. As a little guy, can I even Isn't lift it... people? It would be difficult. I mean, technically you get your strength score. There's no negatives for being little. Uh, you can't lift heavy weapons as one of the tag if you read through the small side. Mm -hmm. uh, but you as a player don't necessarily incur disadvantage the way that some monsters do, according to size category, if that makes sense. Can so I ask you, can you a still question, attempt, yes. If I cast it on Marius, and Marius is carrying Terrace, the rule for invisibility says anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible, as long as it is on the target. Oh, I guess, no, that would not. Okay, yeah, we're good, never mind. Well, I was going to ask be on you, the target's are you, person. you're casting it, how are you dual casting it? Uh, you can use um, one additional spell slot of third level or higher. You can target one additional creature for each slot above hmm. level two. So I'm using a, a third level reading. spell slot to, gotcha. to cast on both the Father and Taurus. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's kind of cool. Although it does lend the potential for abuse. But yes, you... It's in the rules. I didn't... I, no, <laughs> I, I wasn't commenting on you in general. Oh, okay. <laughs> for like, Dungeons what? and Dragons. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you can cast it on, ter um, on Marius, who's carrying Terrace, And they will both become invisible because he has been carried. Awesome. It's a very creative use of that spell. And I'll additionally thought, uh, because you're a small creature, Stolas, you could potentially mount Marius. But he would have to make this trick <laughs> to carry Amazing. both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I will spare us both the indignity, and I'll just try to carry the priest myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and give me strength checks uh, from both y'all. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. Am I selected here? I don't think I am. There we go. Where is it? There it is. Oh, nat Whoa. 20! <laughs> Adrenaline nice. pumping, rage filling, you... Pull this man with your feet, your talons holding on to him, the island that you are, and butterfly your way out the window with him. Nice. Kill a priest, save a priest. Oh, God. You could eat him. I could. Amazing. With my flight, 
I am going to uh, make my way out and take Tharis to the uh, Blue Water Inn while I'm still invisible. Alright. Marius, go ahead and give me a strength check. I can do that. Advantage, normal roll. Ah, I rolled a seven. Make a dexterity saving throw. A dexterity saving throw for what? You'll see. A three. Okay. You, being that you're still a little bit new to your wings, uh, grab <laughs> him, go to jump, realize that he's a little heavier than you thought, and I will give you a choice. You can either fall the five feet to the roof, or you can drop the terrorist the five feet, who will then hit the ground. Come on, how, how, how far? This room is five feet above the roof, but because terrorist can't make it, he automatically fails dexterity saving throws. If you drop him, he will drop onto the roof and then roll off onto the ground. Or you can... <laughs> I thought the hole was in the side of the room. Yes, not, right here. Not, boop. This room is stacked on top of the actual roof. It's just off to the side for the mm. purposes of the map, if that makes sense. Oh. So Apologies. there's a, a, a higher roof essentially just to the side. Correct. Okay. I got you. So, uh, in I'll doing so... I'll fall with him, holding on to him down five feet. Okay, perfect. You fall the five feet to the roof... And Terrace kind of slumps to the ground in the office in front of Uzal. I wanted to keep him with me. like carry Oh, you me. want to keep him with you? Okay. Yeah. I'm going you to take the brunt of the fall. Alright. It's only five feet. You're not going to take a ton of damage. Uh, but give me one more strength saving throw to see if you can hold on to him so he doesn't roll off the roof. This is amazing. Damn. Damn. Elves. 23 yeah. is I natural oh, 20. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Uh, the, the panic sets in as your adrenaline's pumping and you seize terrorists and plant your feet on your back, sliding and stop. That that perfect movie moment, his kind of legs dangling right over the edge uh, before you both plummet over the 30 feet down to the ground. Ozone. I'm falling all the way down now? No, what you're on the edge of the roof. Okay, I, re okay, I recovered. Okay. Are they on the ground yet or no? No, I don't have a roof map, but uh, they are essentially on the roof. So, okay. This tower... He doesn't know. We're invisible. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Marius. That was all. They yeah. took off in flight. Great. Um, floating disc won't help me get down from here, right? I don't know. You have to read the description. I think you said if it goes over a chasm... Let's see, the disc is... Uh, this spell creates a circular horizontal plane of force, three feet in diameter and one inch thick, that floats three feet above the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice. You can see within range the disc remains for the duration. It can hold up to 500 pounds. If more weight is placed, the spell ends and everything on the disc falls to the ground. The disc is immobile while you are within 20 feet of it. If you move within 20 feet away from it, the disc follows you so that it remains within 20 feet of you. It can move across uneven terrain, up or down stairs, slopes, and the like. But it can't cross an elevation change of 20 feet or more. It's probably not. There's your answer. You can't would ride it, it if that's what you're asking. Yeah, that would be cool. Um. Hmm. 
<laughs> I don't know what to do, to be honest. Um, I was kind of hoping Marius would make that to the ground and then come back up and get me. But, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, let me... Jump, Ozil, jump. I mean, what's the penalty for 30 feet fall? Like, how much damage? Uh, like it a would death be sentence? 5 feet to get to the roof, and then 30 feet down. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'll... Uh, and there's not really a huge penalty for dropping 5 feet, right? No, there's nothing for 5 feet. But 30 feet, after, tw after you pass... 10 feet of falling, you take 1d6 for each feet, so you would incur um, 20 feet of fall damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, 4d6. I'll, I'll jump to the to the roof that's 5 feet lower, and can we shimmy along the roof to like get out of line of sight from that hole that we made, or is it... Are, are we you can try. It's, it's, it's like the grand steepled roof of a, you know, church. It's not like it's super easy to walk across. Okay, I'm gonna... Mm, huh. Okay. Um, let me look at something real quick. I'm gonna ready action firebolt if one of the Inquisitors attempts to try to leave... leave or I guess like attempts to try to attack us. Either through the hole that we've made, like if they try to come through, or if an Inquisitor on the ground tries to attack up. Okay. So already the Firebolt cantrip. Did you actually summon your familiar out of curiosity? Uh, not yet, but that takes an action to do it, and I guess if I jumped as an action? I, I haven't done it yet, could, He could do the assist action, trying to help you down. I mean, it's not going to do a lot, but it, I might give you a... To get to the ground? Yeah, advantage on your dexterity save to see if you can yeah. cut off some damage. Yeah, I could try that next turn. It's a good idea. And that'll be the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, Stolas, you begin to carry Father uh, Lucian Petrovich over the roof uh, and pass it. Since you crit, I'm going to let you go one more round without having to roll strength again. Nice. Um, oh, sorry, I have the Inquisitors. They stand up. Using half their movement. Dust themselves off. And one will take off the other direction through five, ten, fifteen. Through the church. The one that's hurt. And the other one will come back up the bell tower, but he can't quite make it all the or not the bell tower, it's the study, but he can't quite make it. Um, Marius. I'm on the edge of the roof and I will attempt to try and fly down or oh, glide nice. down to the uh, to the ground and then from there while we're still invisible I will uh, try and get as far away as I can so my movement speed is 30 with, with the glide and then I'll use my bonus action to do, or not my bonus, but my main action to continue off, so I can get 60 feet away. Okay. And then try and get as far away as I can, uh, while still invisible before the invisibility goes away. All right. 
That would be it for my turn. Perfect. You do it. Ozol. Yo. Uh, I am going to blink the familiar as an action. Bam. Uh, onto the corner of the, uh, or I guess like right on the roof with me. So that'll be the tressum there. And it has wings. Uh, you said to use the help action, correct? Yeah. You get okay. a save for falling, and it kind of determines if you take full or half, depending okay. on the situation. Um, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And uh, right. what do I have to roll? What type of roll do I have to do? Roll a dexterity saving throw with advantage. Okay. A nat 20! 21! Wow! Oh my god, that's three natural 20s in a row. For the party, almost. Wow, that's amazing. six points nice. of fall damage. And are okay. prone, but alive. Or no, you're not prone. You critically hit. Your knees oh, yeah, hurt. Fucking Iron Man, that shit. Okay. And, uh... People on the ground will just see a, uh... People on the ground are panicking. Um, you can see. Well, they'll see lines an inquisitor <laughs> drop on the ground. Yeah, uh, there are people passing around a bucket to try and put out the fires in the town. Uh, from the town well, they formed a line. Um, the inquisitors are searching. Rictavio got away, thankfully. Uh, Burn has been shamed as a useless sellsword. Um, and the town is. <laughs> Pissed. Yeah, but I got a thousand gold, baby. Not yet. <laughs> you haven't collected on your wages, son. But that is where we will end tonight's episode. Wow. Heroic rescue of Taurus, Nightthorn, Inquisitors, churches. Man, I didn't even get well to done. attack once the whole, the whole thing. Sorry, Burn. That's okay. It, my my new abilities are too cool for. Oh. Doesn't mean that you won't attack at the start of next game. Oh yes, here we go. That was uh, all out of curiosity. Were you gonna fireball my church? Oh no, I was just trolling you. That would be okay. funny though. I, well, I, I was just gonna I, say if you're gonna do it, why don't you do it? And then if that's what you're gonna do. Nah, I would have done it on the roof if I was the double do cliffhanger. It. All right. That would be freaking hilarious, but no. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. We have four people in the chat. About Ooh. seven or eight filtering in throughout. So thank you guys for watching. And uh, hopefully we'll be back in two weeks with a continuation of the heist to save Terrace's life. I've been your Dungeon Master, Cody J. Thank you for watching. <laughs>